the house. Eric Gordo activity. Eric Gordo. We're gonna come up with topics, have guests, and talk about the supernatural. Chef Hef, how many is fire, bro? Fire is actually a little pause that comes in right after. It is. It's like a like a surprise that that just happens to show up, kind of like you know. It's like a it's like a after the credit after the you know the scene after the credits. It, it, it tastes good. We're we're, we're here, Perry Gold Activity Podcast. Momo Rodriguez here with Don Hefty, the amazing uh, uh, Joseph. Let me tell you something about this guy. We're with us today. Um, he um was one of the first guys when I when I was cast on the show Minds to congratulate me and welcome me on set because it is intimidating with you guys. You guys are intimidating as fuck, bro. You know, because I saw you when, the first time I saw you was on set, but you were already in costume. Mm-hmm. You were already creeper. <laughs> so <laughs> that that scared the fuck out of me, bro. Yeah, because when I'm sure the costume comes on, so the switch goes on, right? Yeah, it, it's it's crazy not to jump ahead, but. I have this bracelet, right, that was given to me for my son, and when I when I come on set, I take this one off mm-hmm. when I put my when I put the the suit the suit on the yes. jacket, and I put another one on. When I take this one on, Joey's gone. When I put the other one on, Creeper's on. Yeah. When I take that off, I'm able to debrief Creeper, leave Creeper there. Yeah. And I put this back on. So the bracelet's like the, like the catalyst to it's make the, you it's, try the it's switch. The, it's the energy, so I'm able to leave that energy there. You it's know, cause, scary. Cause my a lot of my I mean not to get into it but a lot of my shit is is real silent yeah. and just fucking there like yeah. there you know what I'm saying like so I take in everything so that's deep bro you know no what I'm it is I mean I see I see your voice changes yeah your voice changes your your, your rhythm and your speech change because um, I do a few scenes with you and I notice that you actually just look at me a different way too which you know as an actor. Is that the way I look at you sometimes? No, nah, bro. He looks at me with darkness, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he scares the fuck out of me, bro. Because I, I love the, you know, you. But the character, it does come off like you're like on screen. It comes off intimidating. Like, like I would not want to fuck with this guy. No, and he's the sweetest guy of all of them, bro. Mm-hmm. That's and, the that's the dope thing about creepers. He, nobody knows him yet. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you don't know him yet. So I mean, what's the first thing you think of with creeper? So I got a sick ass backstory that nobody yeah. knows yet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Not even me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's uh the choices are strong. You know what I mean? I mean I'm fucking next. The, what they do know is I'm an ex dolphin. Yeah. And I'm from East LA, so I was a homie. Yeah. You which, know what I'm saying? Which so, opens up so many uh, just avenues yeah. to, to go towards. Yes. You know, I mean that's the, what's what I like about his character. I I got to um, you know, I got to see him work and. and the things that he did, in, you know, and in the first few episodes, he, I'm like, this guy's like, he's so, in, he's he, he's smart because you know people see him as an aggressive, uh, an aggressive person on the show, but everything that he's doing is is like the tech guy. Mm-hmm. He knows his shit. I mean, he's always building something, doing something. He's the go-to guy, and and that's what makes everybody on the show like have a purpose. And, and I think Creeper's purpose has always been. To to uh, figure out how to do something. Yeah. yeah, you're the troubleshoot guy. I've noticed a lot of the episodes, you know. And yeah, I mean, I think we all are, can't wait to see where 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 that you know that that whole creeperism comes from, you know. I mean, because at first glance, like when I first was introduced to your character, I always thought of you. Oh, this is the cleaner. This is the guy that's gonna you know does the dirty work. You know, gets deep in the trenches as far as like, hey, we need something to take care of. But then like it starts going like, oh, he's doing this other stuff now. And it's doing this, it's making the character more complicated. 
Which is know? dope because a lot of people are like, you know, you see them online. They're just like the fans, which are beautiful. They're yeah. just like, fucking Creeper needs to do this. You need to do that. Let Creeper do it. You know what I mean? And I'm just like humbled. I love that I'm that, even bro. that I'm even fucking you know what I mean thought of like that, we gotta so. drop that hashtag let creeper do it <laughs> let creeper do it yeah hell yeah <laughs> let him go let him go and he, and he does great man a lot of, a lot of the things that I've seen <clears throat> I mean in the, in the past seasons with creeper you know it, everybody just wants that guy you, you know when you show up in a club you want a guy that looks like you bro you know you you you, you uh on the Mayans you make the club just look so fucking gangster bro I'm gonna say it bro you make him <laughs> look gangster because mira. I love the guys. Mira, I love the guys. Mira. I love all the dudes. They're all brothers of mine. I consider them all brothers. But you're the one that looks like a fucking dude that would cost some shit, dog. Crazy, you know? craziness. Yeah, it's uh, you know the ruckus. That's probably part of the way the reason I was cast. Richard too, Cabral you know looks like the guy that would call you for backup, <laughs> yeah. right? And I'm watch you and watch you do it. No shit. No you know, shit. You know. You know. That, that. That's what. That's what. And, and I think that's. It's so cool, man. <laughs> You should have seen what it was like, bro. Riding in my first day with these guys, and I was behind you. I had, I drove the van behind the van, you yeah. on my first day on set. And you don't he, even drive. I don't. I hardly even drive. No, I do drive. No, he doesn't. No, no, he, okay, here we go, <laughs> bro. He's mad Left because turn. I don't go to his house, dog. Oh, because he lives in fucking Moreno Valley. He didn't I even, live in Riverside, right? He never in the fifteen years of friendship, he's been in my house once. I've been, I come here like twice a week. Oh, hell no. Once, on me. Mama, once, hey, bro. but who goes over there, dog? Why hey, would you I, go over there? That's true, though. Dog. I don't do I go math. to record nah. music, though. I go to record music, man. That's you go to record away that's over where, there? That's where the studio's at, yeah. See, bro? We're in Riverside? Yep. Why don't you go, why don't you go right. visit them then, bro? <laughs> I'm going to have to stop well, by hey, now, especially I got to get that chicken on me. sir. Yes, sir. tell you, this guy. A couple bottles of the sauce. Then the sauce. The sauce is fire, man. His food is amazing, bro. I'm not, And I'm not just saying that because he's my friend. And In fact, on the podcast, I talk about how bad he cooks, how, how how I hate it. But really, he's really good. He brought you some sauce. He brought some for me, but I ate half of it already. And, and, uh, I'm eating. I've been, I was and, crunching uh, when you started talking. This sauce. Explain the sauce, bro. Come on. So it's basically, it's a... Mango habanero sauce because it's got a little finish of ginger in there, you know. So it gives you that nice clean palate after every bite. And you made you're gonna make mm. some for the show. You're gonna call it Paragordo Activity Sauce. Yes, sir. It's a Paragordo Activity Ghost Pepper Sauce. Bro, are you the kind? Do you need you like Ghost chili pepper. like a lot of chili or like? I do, bro. And it's crazy. The first first season, the chili fucked me up. <laughs> Not that chili. <laughs> like, right? like we just got quiet. Like, like, we got like, quiet. Like, I want to hear a creeper story. No, now. fucking. So we it was. I had to lose a bunch. So rewind. Yeah. My character's ex doping right? That yeah. was what I knew, in, and he's from East LA. So when I came in on first season, what Cabral looks like right now. Yeah. That's what the fuck I came. And I came in thirty pounds underweight. Wow. I basically starved myself, because I wanted to be ready. You didn't know who was getting what. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're an ensemble cast. Yeah, you know, JD's the only number one, yeah. you know, period. And um, But we were told we were an ensemble cast, be ready for anything. So when you look at your backstory and you prep, you know, you prep yourself ready and you make the choices that you made, that was the main one. I was like, ex-doping, they don't give you what dope. So right away in my head, I jump with Crystal, homeboy. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so I'm, I'm coming in as a fucking tweaker, bro. Mm. And an ex-homie from East Los. You know what I'm saying? So I dropped 30 fucking pounds. What I didn't realize is I dropped it unhealthy. You know what I mean? Because ah. I didn't. Do the nutrient way. I just stopped fucking eating, but like once a day. It was it was like intermittent fasting, but I intermittent fasted for the whole fucking year, homie. You know what I'm saying? Like, and drinking coffee and eating an apple, pretty much. You know yeah. what I'm saying? With peanut butter on it. And what it did is <laughs> it fucked the protein, and it fucked my esophagus up. 
Really? And when I would eat nothing but hot sauce when I did, so I started to get, what was it? It was called... Um, GERD? Yes, exactly. I got GERD right bro. now, bro. So that shit, sure you know, you, it feels like you can't fucking breathe, if, right? If in the middle of the night, bro, you feel like you're turning into a dragon. Ex- you're like sleeping, you're like... <laughs> bro, exactly. And I had no idea what the fuck it was, and it scared the shit out of me. I was yeah. like, what the fuck is this shit? I thought it was like, I can't breathe. Is it my lungs? What, what's going yeah. on here, right? I went to the hospital, everything. So in the second season, I did it better. You know what I mean? But... The hot sauce is what was killing it because I would eat if I would I would you know on the weekends I would eat chicken chicken yeah. sandwich with no bread, hot sauce on everything, tapatio yeah. and everything, chile and everything. Like yeah, that's just what that's how I do it. It works. I mean that's because no one see that's the thing, bro. No one no one teaches us these things. You know, uh, uh, you know we don't have nutrition to you know classes. Yeah. Growing up in, in the hood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we just, I mean, because we we barely had the food. Yeah, we're lucky to get the food for lunch. We get we get that comes lo que hay. We used to give us those little, those pizzas in that little square fucking uh, plastic the, box, yep, yep. and then you just put a shit little taco sauce on it. Oh yeah, yeah. That at was school, lunch, baby. At school, cool. bro, you put a shit little taco sauce on that shit. Or the burgers? Yeah, and then you wonder why oh, you couldn't man. do the mile. Fucking right. girl, fucking dying. But that was you wonder <laughs> why you got high cholesterol at sixteen? I know, right? bro. Tell you when they were doing their physicals, I they told me you need to watch your blood pressure. I was like 15, bro. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'll be fine. Cut two now. Right. I'm like, Ugh. cut to 40, and you're just like, oh, oh my dude, god. It was crazy. We when we when I saw um the first episode of the season, I got really emotional because you know, here I am with the guys I've been watching for two seasons already, you know, making parodies of you guys. Oh yeah, talking about you guys, and when I put that cut on. It's it changes. You become a Mayan. Yeah. It's something about wearing that leather um <clears throat> that makes you like feel the, the, the fear, the excitement, the adrenaline of actually being in a motorcycle club. I, I mean, even right now when I see you in front of me, I you're my brother. We 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 are in a club. Yeah. You know, it's still real. Um it's hard to shake that off as an actor. It, now, fucking look at it from my view. When you came on, I seen you with them fucking parodies. Yeah. Because I remember liking them motherfuckers, laughing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was saying, I was like, wouldn't it be a trip if this motherfucker came on the show? <laughs> this is like the beginning of season two, I was yeah. And then all of a sudden, bam, seen your name on the fucking call list. You know what I mean? Seen you at the, the, the Zoom call. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Everybody you know what I mean? Like, I was like, and then I tried to go back on, 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 on social media to find that shit too. And then I found that and I was like, wow. And I wanted to ask. I wonder if, if that's how you got the fucking gig. Well, that's when Emilio fucking yeah. bring it to fucking, you know what I'm saying, Elgin or, or bring it to their attention. Well, I actually sent the video to Elgin when I first came out. And he, this was like three years ago, and he replied to me. He put, I think that storyline about Emilio <laughs> Rivera's cousin has a lot of weight to it. And that's all he said. He's like, very funny, brother. That's all he said. And then I heard from Debbie that one day he started writing this character, which, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let one day Elgin describe why the character came to be um they were thinking about me about you know for the role yeah the issue was they were like but is he an actor because you know i'm a stand-up i'm a comedian we they don't know if we can if i can act so that was the thing can he act so when they started doing it they really didn't really consider me for the audition i think my my manager calls me and she goes because emilio even told me about it you know hey there's a, there's a part for you probably man I'm like, yeah, I heard about it, but you know, no one's called me. Then I got a call from my manager. She goes, hey, you should submit your tape. Just submit. And I submitted, and I got a call back from Elgin. 
and it was like about four callbacks. But I think that was the thing. They wanted to know if I can do the scenes. So they gave me the hardest scenes they had of the season, and those are the ones I had to tape, and I had a day to tape them. Yeah. So I turned that's, the, that's that's how it goes though. You usually only get a day, bro. Yeah, I got. I mean, and I finished it up, and then I had a I had a, a just a bunch of things going on, and, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna give it my all. When I did it, I, got, I remember I called everybody, bro. Called Dude, everybody. he was he was so nervous when when uh when he got the thing the the whole audition. And yeah. He was like, I don't even know if I make it, bro. I don't know if the, if I'm what they're looking for. I'm too old. Yeah. And I was like, I was. He's like, I don't have any hair. And I was like, just do it, bro. And then like I remember like he was like, go over lines with me. He's like, I'm just waiting for them to send us the what I need to Besides, read. Yeah, yeah. And then, bro, you fucking accident. You 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 brought life. Thank you to us this year. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna go into it because I ain't gonna give no spoilers. Yeah, but yeah. You fucking like you have um you have that you have that little brother fucking feeling. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like his familia, like right away, like right 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 away. You have like this this compassionate energy, like. That, that takes in and it's, it's part it has to do with like your humor yeah everybody relates to humor right but you turned that it wasn't that you turned the humor off but you turned the jokes off I did and that's but see your energy of humor was inviting still right away and man the, the these people in the world bro the fans they're in for something special oh they are they, 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 they I can't wait for, you he brought, just left like the teddy bear you bro, know what I'm saying? But you, chef, you have, bro. He, I'm telling you, bro. Wait, the next fucking few episodes, bro. He brought it, bro. It was crazy, man. I'm not gonna lie to you, and thank you so much brought for saying it. that. It, it was one of those experiences that I really appreciated. The actors, you know, one thing is to be an actor, but to have other actors be there for you while you're doing it, it makes it seem so, so natural. And it, it was hard not to talk shit because you guys talk shit like crazy. Yeah. You guys, dude, they're like they're like brothers, like not just motorcycle club brothers, but like brother brothers. I mean, I saw these guys every day. I mean, Richie alone, Richie, Richie and Rocco alone, man. They're always these guys are wrestling on set, bro. They're <laughs> they're all of everybody. They're pranks, wrestling, talking shit. Like most of the time, it's production. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. Always guys. always masked up though. Always masked. This year was they were always masked oh, up, yeah. and they still fucking were doing it. It was beautiful, bro. It was it, it was more muffled. Yeah, 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 yeah. Muffled. Those yeah. two, those two. Rocco, Rocco's a fucking clown. He brings out the clown in everybody. And Richard's just got that beautiful fucking. You know what I mean? oh, like, we had, just, we had Richard a few weeks ago, and just like his energy is just over the top. Like when he like you know yeah. like when he talks about stuff, yeah, passion, bro, yeah. definitely. He brings. He was so excited about you know what's coming up. I, I'm excited about coming up. I'm excited about you know uh, what what lead, what's going to lead uh, uh, this season into so many other seasons because I just feel like. You know, Mayans um, is not only um, a show about, you know, brotherhood. And it's crazy to say it like that when you see all this, you know, these 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 violent uh, scenes. It's And you say it's brotherhood, but it is. I mean, here's a good example. Have you seen the movie Saving Private Ryan? Yes. A lot of violence. Yes. A lot of death. Pure but, brotherhood. But it was all about brotherhood. Yes. And that's the best way I can describe Mayans. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, there was it, uh, Saving Private Ryan was about a group of guys out there killing other people yeah. because of somebody's war. There but was, the way it's painted is like they're the good guys. Yeah, but they had to find Private Ryan. Yeah, they yeah. had they had to find that one individual. Not Ryan's Privates. You don't want. Yeah, to, yeah, you don't want a different movie. Totally different. Totally different movie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shaving Ryan's Privates. That was like, that was a couple extra X's. <laughs> yeah. A couple extra X's. Definitely. Yeah, I like my shirts. No, but that's a great analogy of that, bro. Because that's that's like that's 
the hood too. Yeah. And that's a lot of a lot of us on set come from some sort of like brotherhood background. Rocco, yeah. you know what I'm saying, in, in the military. Military. You know, even you know, Clayton has his own story. Richard, you know, yeah. is very open with with, yeah. the, with the neighborhood, myself with the neighborhood, Emilio with the neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, look where you stay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, bro. You know what I mean? You're we hear low. gunshots right now as we're speaking. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's and that's like, especially where I come from. I walk right into it. That to me, like this, the the, I get too into it sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's been times where my adrenaline is just going, bro. And them getting on a fucking bike, bro. You know what I'm saying? When we when we do ride, yeah. Like I wasn't a, 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 a avid rider before. But that fucking man just floating down the freeway, homie, with that yeah. that monster in between that's you, that homie, engine purring. Burn. Like, bro, that shit is like, and then getting off and like, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, it's that fucking energy. <laughs> Who wants some? Yeah, it's like, what's up, dog? You know what I mean? And then you're in character. You're believing everything that we're fucking pushing because yeah. you have become it. Yeah. So you know the storyline up to that point and what's going to be next. You really don't know, but you're ready to fucking bring I mean, that how reaction. Can, how, can you, like, how can you not feel like a badass getting off a bike and walking in, walking up to somewhere? You know, Bro, or tr- especially the bikes they got us on. Bro, yeah. I felt like a gangster going to craft service to get a snack when I'm wearing my cut. Like when you, <laughs> you 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 know you're in costume, you're wearing this beautiful motorcycle club with a patch that people respect. You know, even though it's a prospect yeah. patch, people respect because it says Santo Padre under the prospect. Yeah, fuck See, yeah. I mean that, that I mean, made that made me feel like the the last person to wear a prospect Santo Padre was JD Pardo. Yeah. So for me to be the next guy wearing that, which you know, I felt like a fucking badass. Bro, you look like a badass. Thank you, thank you. And then, and legend has it that you were killing it, but that only came from catering, right? Yeah, bro, fuck. Eddie almost. (laughs) Hey, he was fucking catering up, dog. He was, he was fu- every time I was at catering to get waters, homie. There he was. I was like, I've, 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 my boy. I've, I've, I've seen him. I've seen him at craft services with him before, <laughs> bro. I had to capitalize on you know being Steve. Because <laughs> look, they t- you guys lost a lot of weight for your roles. I had to maintain the Steve. Oh, I wish we could talk about one fucking night, homie. One episode of shit with the, with with a certain fucking dog, man. Oh, we will. We will. That would be a fucking we'll, good one. We're going to do a comeback because <laughs> we we had so many fucking hilarious nights, bro. Fucking some, some there's cold one, fucking nights too. There's, there's one episode we can talk about. It, you know, it was it was episode 3 when uh we were shooting at the whorehouse. That night oh, was man. cold, bro. All night. That Freezing. night. Was, oh, yeah, we were talked about that last week too, right? Yeah. yeah. We, it was such a cold night, man. And these guys, man, were just making me laugh. And I was, I was Steve, uh, episode three. So my mindset was very quiet. Yeah. It was just listening and do following orders. So that's what I was when I was sitting with these guys. So whenever I would sit with them, I would be Steve the whole time. The whole time, bro. You know, I, I would try to be like, and and I would. Everything was new to me. Life was new. I saw things through Steve's eyes. So whenever he talked to me, I would answer like Steve, react like Steve. And he would instruct me like Creeper would. Yeah. Like he would, you know, Richard too. Richard would talk to me like Coco. Frankie too, bro. Frankie 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 was on you. Frankie would make me, he was a fucking prospect. That's how he talked to me. Off camera. Off Off camera, camera, bro. He would call me prospect. And one time I even stayed by his bike just to guard his bike. You know, I would just Stood there, bro. Fucking. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing, dog? Outside, when you stood out there by the the trailer, in front of the trailer, I just. I'm talking about fucking like two hours, homie. Yeah, just sitting out there. Like two fucking hours. And I'm like, this motherfucker's still out there. And that was was when I said to myself, just that certain respect that that you you don't even have to speak about it. I'm like, damn, this dude really fucking so grateful 
for the opportunity that he has, that he has brought his fucking, not A game, but like A plus game, bro. Oh, thank you, man. No, 100%, bro. Because we never talked about that until no, right now. We, we, but we've I've never... definitely fucking seen that. And that's huge. Because well, because we were, we were always in character. Yeah, when, uh, but when we see that, like, that's a fucking, like, that's a feeling where we just want to gravitate towards you because yeah. you, you, you didn't come in like, what do I do? Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you came in and that was you. Like, there was no, oh, we just met Momo. This is his first, second, third fucking episode. No, you've been with us since season yeah. one. Yeah. You were you were living the life, per se. Uh, yeah. 100%, bro. It was and dope. That was, that, that was the attitude to have was, like, whenever a Creeper talked to you, whenever Taza talked to me, anybody talked to me, I had to, like, look up and listen right, right away. I mean, and, you know, people don't realize, but I didn't even look at Michael Irby in the eye till like, maybe two months into the project because I had that I have a great acting coach and she told me my first day everybody on this on the MC give them something that you need to re remember well, how are you gonna how are you gonna act with creeper around how are you gonna act when bishops around I took that the whole time so I already had figured out how I was gonna act with all of you guys Dope. but the one that would always break me was Irby because as much as he was Bishop Irby is hilarious. He is hilarious <laughs> off screen. Yes. So, but he was being Bishop. Yeah. He, you know, because, I mean, he's a sweet, Michael Irby's the sweetest but guy. But he don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck he when don't he's give Bishop, a bro. fuck, bro. He's Bishop. It is. Brap, brap. He does. He says that. That's, that's, that's motherfucker. That's my boy, Bishop. Brap, brap. That's like what he that's, says, bro. For the last three seasons, homie, that's. I love it. And it's weird to see. I remember I, I played golf with him and I saw him hanging out with him, you know, outside of the, the set. There's another guy. There's another another dude. And it was so, I was so uh, um, just grateful to see, you know, night and day. And then the following day, we we're back on set and there he was Bishop. Right again. back to Bishop. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's, and, golfing's a shit with him, right? He's, oh, he's, 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 he's competitive, bro. bro I, he's, he's, just a sweet dude. I, I was texting him today, you know, because I wanted him to come do our podcast. He said he's down to come do it, but I I, I want to be done with the show when I when I you have him come when in, I have so him yeah. come in because just open up about everything. Yeah, because he's bro. You know, this dude is fucking hilarious. We should have a fucking. We should bring a few of us should come, bro. For right? the last one, for bro. the last one, bro. We should all. That come would be down. fucking pretty dope. Homie. I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have all you guys. You know, I need to do something with you guys after because. This is going to be the best season, and it's going to just torpedo into the next, the rest of the seven. Oh, bro. It, it, you're talking about 10, homie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. 12, bro. Like, this is the, just the the the, the yeah. angles, the lighting, the fucking... Cinema. Vanessa Joy Smith. Yes. Amazing v. DP. I mean, dude, talk about... Fuck, bro. I, I mean, I it was a master class in front of the whole crew this year for me. Should have seen her last year on the camera, bro. That's what Debbie was telling me. Bro, she was on the camera, bro, and now she, she's in charge. Bro, she was the fucking shit, dude. Like, she just... She she saved us a lot of times, like last year. Like, just her angles, the way, the way that she takes it in. Yeah. She takes in every fucking buddy. Like, uh. every fucking buddy's... It don't matter if it's fucking Momo's scene... Yeah, she's taking in everybody's angle, and then she's thinking about what's the fan want to see. Mm -hmm. Like she, the way she she's yeah. just fucking inside and out, and then always has this fucking this presence of just open arms. What do you want to talk? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then would fucking listen to your thoughts on what you want on your scene or what your choices are. 
takes it in and fucking bam and fucking delivers, bro. That was the thing about this show is that how much they let us talk. Like input you guys have? That's I mean, Elgin, bro. That's, I mean, that's Elgin. That was, shit don't that shit didn't happen first two seasons. Oh my god, let me just say I my first day, my first scene, my scene that I had that it was, you know, about me, I just felt like I I um didn't have any you know, I didn't have like things I had to hit. It was more like, okay, and act. Yeah. And he gave me that freedom of being Steve. And that helped me so much. And I was I was joking about it with uh, Debbie. When, whenever Elgin gives you a note, he goes into your ear like it's a secret. Like he wants nobody else to hear it. Yeah, because it's it, yours. You know? And it's, it's yours. And it's so like, like you feel like it's like it's a pat on the back. Even when he's giving you instruction, it's a pat on the back. You know? He would say, don't, don't change anything. Yeah. Don't change a thing not a thing I and, know, I know. And, and you know and, and then he would go and then he would tell you awesome. and, he, and he would go go fucking get them and then you're like yeah you're like you're fucking you're bro, all pumped up bro but making it that personal it, it has to give you a boost right oh my god oh bro it's 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 fucking you you feel like they just put you in you're about to fight there's 30 seconds left homie you know what I'm saying it's fourth down yeah it's either all or nothing and that's every time he, he whispers to you and he doesn't come to you a lot Unless it's, he's just got to he's got to say something to you. Yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't come. He gets involved. He's involved with everything, but very few times will he have to come and tell you in your ear, like, "Hey," but he just he'll see something and be like, yeah. "Let me just go say this to him." And it's always fucking just direct. Yeah, and it's uplifting for you. Who like your spirit is just like, I'll fucking knock Mike Tyson's ass out. Like that's yeah. what you feel like from from this yeah. uplifting. It like, was like like we like fucking straight out fucking. Uh, Motivational speaking, like yeah. you're there and, and and you know you're like fuck. I don't want to let nobody down right now. True. And some of the times, you know, you're you're around other actors, you're around other guys who are seasoned, other guys who have been doing this for so many years. You know, you don't want to look like a dumbass. So you try to make sure whatever you do, you, you know, you do it right. And uh, the biggest error every any actor can do is not ask questions. Yeah. Because they get embarrassed and look stupid. Yeah. You know, you'll or look. They know it all. Yeah, you'll you know look. You'll look stupider when when you when you gotta do it like the fifth time because time is money. Like I I hated when it was when it was I had to do a scene before they had to do a scene because I didn't want to take forever to do the scene. Yeah, it was like my first day when I no, not my first day my first episode when I fell with all the beers that shit took fourteen takes <laughs> and my knees were killing me, bro. My knees were what killing me. What the fuck, me. Steve? Right? And, and uh, I think it was Irby that told me, did you ask him for knee pads, by the way? <laughs> like, like, all rookie things. I'm like, no, I didn't ask him. Like, you should have. You got to ask questions. You got to, you know, he gave me great advice. And, you know, it wasn't me, by the way, that we took forever. It was because, you know, it was different angles. Different no, it, was, it was, had nothing to do with you because yeah. you laid it out. And then they should have had, they should have had your knee pads for you. Yeah. You know I, mean? I, I, I just, you know, I was so... I was trying to be a badass too, trying to be a boss. I've done that shit too, you know. And then and then and then Irby told me, "Hey, don't try to be a fucking badass because he's like, I've had moments where I was trying to be a badass. And my knees were, were sore for, for you know doing stuff. And Irby does a lot of his stunts. Yeah, and that's I don't I don't listen to it. I, I and like, I'm a dumbass when I'm I get home because you're like you're like shit, the next day you're like oh I get an early call you're like oh what are we doing today like there's 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 one day where um it's on the it's on the next episode right so the whole time I've been like so sore from the previous episodes that i i had a hard time just walking you know and i and they they asked me do you want somebody to double you or anything i'm like 
No, because then that takes away from me. Yeah, fuck yeah. You don't. I mean, you really don't want to do. You yeah. really don't want someone to do your stunts because that way you lose camera time. <clears throat> yep. Or you lose a work day. Yeah. You know. So I mean, there was a lot of fun times. I mean, and that's the best part too, bro. When I remember my first day when I saw my stunt guy, because see, I fall, but for safety reasons, they don't want me to fall with glass breaking. Mm-hmm. So somebody has to fall all the way down with broken glass just for the master shot. That's just the way every single TV show works for the safety of you and the actor and everybody else, especially your face. You want glass in your face. So when I first met my stuntman, that was the most hilarious and subconscious <laughs> day of my life, bro. He's a good looking dude. I saw him very good looking, very buff about my height. Great guy. And then I was like, wow, they think I'm that good looking. <laughs> I felt so fucking honored. Then he leaves. Then when we're on set, they have this motherfucker in a fat suit with makeup. They pulled his hair, make it look thinner. Bro, when you see them trying the to transformation, recon- bro? trying to reconstruct you. Hey, they reconstructed his ass. Hey, bro, I, it was an outer body experience and then I got sad. I was like, Then bro. he was mad dogging him home from the side. Oh, no, like, you, you, you making fun of yeah, me? Yeah, right? What the <laughs> fuck, bro? Puto? You ever see a fat guy and go, if I ever get like that, right. tell me something. <laughs> That's me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I always pull people aside. I'm like, hey, tell me, is that guy fatter than me? <laughs> oh, bro. That's what I felt like the whole time. And then Justina, you were like, I don't look like that, dude. dude. So Justina, she plays nails on the show. She was talking to my double, thinking it was me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> she like, yeah, she thought the whole time it was me. Wow. That's the first time I met her. So she thought I, he, she thought I was the double and he was the actor. That, That's hilarious, yeah, bro. I'm telling you, it's it's a whole nother another experience. Okay, so what I like about you, bro, I didn't know that would have roasted her. Oh, dude, she's hilarious. I love her. I roast, yeah, no, she has a great fucking vibe. She, she's, she's always been, she's always been fun on, on you know, on set. I mean, that's we became a family because we couldn't talk to anybody else. No, and that's that's the thing about this this year's just special with the COVID, and that was one of the worries. You know, you, you somebody getting sick, or, or you know, yeah, bro. family member getting sick, and then bringing it back, and then you got the you halt, know, right? It's yeah, true. dude, it, it's 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 scary. How huh? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you because we didn't know what the fuck. You know we didn't mean? know, bro. We we couldn't have anything. Um, uh, like we, I mean, dude, it was so hard because, you know, you wanted to make sure that that we didn't stop production, because then that's everybody's job. Yeah, it it was. I mean, shoot, I I got COVID during December when we were off for because we were I was off for like a month and a half for, and then they had a delay. You know, when we came back, but that mm-hmm. was because all the studios were being delayed for like a week. Yep. Everybody got scared, but we came back. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the hiatus for us was just, are we going to come back? What's going to happen? You know, a lot of people got sick during the hiatus. We got more sick being at home than working. Yeah. Because, and that was the well, thing. Well, at we, work, it's a controlled environment. And then know? we couldn't leave. No. We could, I mean, they would even tell us at work, hey, you know what? We're not going to tell you not to hang out with your families, but. Don't hang out with your families. <laughs> but just be careful. No, yeah. Big time. And that was. And that was the worry in the beginning, like, is everybody going to take this serious? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, some, pe- some people, they, they live single lives. They yeah. love the party. They love women. Yeah. Love there's always that one person. Devices. There's always that one person. Like, Nothing's going to stop me. But there wasn't. And, I, you know, there's always that, 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 that thought, well, I don't believe in the fucking COVID. You know what I'm saying? That shit isn't fucking real. It's fucking, it's hype. It's the red pill, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, and it was like, we either got to be one mind, one accord. Yeah. 
or we gotta like this shit's not gonna work. I think yeah. we I think we each checked each other too. Like, hey, what are you doing this weekend, bro? What, that sh- but in that that first meeting that we had with Elgin and the whole crew and cast, bro. Every, every day that that Zoom meeting we had, bro, was fucking beautiful, because I think everybody said it, and everybody was still like, fuck, who's gonna fuck it up? You know what I mean? Like you yeah. don't you don't wish that upon nobody, but it's like who's gonna come back sick? Bro, we we fucking made it through the whole season, bro. Yeah, beautifully. And it was hard, man. It was hard not being able to drink coffee. <laughs> fucking, you know, you should see. Whenever we had food, we'd go hide. Like we were, like if we were in middle school again, and you would hide from your friends when you had food. Oh yeah, that's what it was like. We would have to go eat in a little corner whenever we wanted to eat something, and we only ate in our trailers. You yep. know, and we never even we never even hung out in each other's trailers. I might have. I might have. I might have. Might have too. I think we might have been. <laughs> Sorry, Disney. It was just like you just had to like look both ways, like do the sneak. It's yeah. hard for you to sneak, bro. I know it was very difficult for me to sneak up a stair of, of fucking. Did uh, you did you try to put the fat suit on, bro? I I asked about the fat suit. I was curious about it. <laughs> you could, you could put the fat suit on, and then you'd be me, bro. I have my own collection of hot sauces. <laughs> One thing I wanted to talk to you about, bro, is. Is a topic we had on set and it was positive vibes. Now everybody thinks positive vibes is bullshit. I mean, look, I hate when someone tells me, let's say I'm sick. Hey, bro, I'm saying nothing but positive vibes to you. Shut the fuck up. No mames. Right? Don't fucking send me, send me NyQuil, motherfucker. Huh. Don't send me positive vibes. But then you're like, I send you positive vibes and the praying hand emojis, bro. Yeah, you have, and I, and I appreciate. But see, I I don't know if that really works. So I think it works more when it's in person. You know, so it's kind of like when you walk, like you have someone talking negative and you walk into it and you're just like, oh, I don't want to be here. You know, but if it's like positive positivity, that, that's true. Yeah. It's inviting. You want to you want to go in. You know you what I mean? Be a part because of, yeah, you, no, you know, that. you would every time I would see you, you were positive, you know, even like, if you had to work on something grateful. negative. Yeah. It's, I mean, fuck. Every time I walk into work, bro, the, we're living the fucking dream, bro. We're on TV. Number one hit fucking TV show, bro. Like that is for the last since I booked it, bro. I've just been on this fucking Right in a high, bro. It's it's unfucking believable. And every single morning I wake up, I think, my 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 God, my understanding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And man, it's hard. I, I got fucking crazy ass thoughts, homeboy. That go through my hair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like people fucking cut me off. You know what I'm saying? People don't do what the fuck I want them to do. That's my own issue because I want them to fucking do things right. Exactly. But what's the right way? Right way for you is your way. Right way for me is to mind my own. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. That's a hard thing, but if if I'm able to stay balanced every day and start the fucking morning off every morning balanced, oh you yeah, know what I'm saying like I wake up in a fucked up mood sometimes, taking the shit from yesterday, waking up with it, and then right away, bam, I tell myself it may be when I'm pissing, may not right be when I get out of bed, when fucking cooking somewhere, or I'm taking the piss and I'll be like, fuck, dude, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll stop and I'll thank, ask God, you know, forgive me, you know what I'm saying, for anything I've already done. Yeah, and thank you for today, man. Thank you for today, and please guide my thoughts that I treat everybody with the same love and compassion that I want myself. That's what I love about your morning Instagram. Every morning, he puts up there, "Thank you for waking me up." And when I when I uh, when I see that, it um, it gets me very emotional sometimes because, dude, I mean, it, it's 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 so simple to write that. It's so simple to say that, but some of us are so embarrassed to tell people yeah, that I'm, we believe in something greater than us. It's like a shame that we have to have faith. And when you put it out there in front of your followers, hey, thank you for waking me up. You're just telling everybody and all of us that 
you believe that you have a purpose. Well, because you got to look back and you actually got to take in how many people aren't waking up. Yeah. You know, like for me, I collect myself in the like it's usually in the shower when you do that lean into the. Into the shower head just and let that water hit you. That's, that's, the most what, that's when you reflect, though. But that's the most depressing shower movement anybody does <laughs> when you lean into it. Like but that's like the thinking time, you know, where you just like you take a deep breath, you collect yourself, and you're like, right, I'm gonna get out of the shower and just you're washing it all away. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that for me, that's how it works. No, that's because I know what you mean. Sometimes I'm totally visualizing you, and I'm still pissed about what happened the night before, you know, but. Usually that that'll like carry on into your day. And yeah, then you, yeah. You treat, exactly. You why. treat people like shit, and then like you know, it's not good. Like for me, one you know? one thing that I, I I also admire that you have on a lot of your artwork and and even your 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 merchandise is change is possible. Mm. Now, that can speak to everyone, everybody, because we all have something we want to fix. Don't, or don't not even don't want uh, want to fix, but don't want to change. Yeah, I mean. Security is beautiful, bro. Mm-hmm. To 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 live a demon, to to have a demon. Sometimes people instead of chase it away, they nourish it. They keep it alive in them. And to say that change, you know, is possible is such a strong, meaningful mantra that you know people have. Why is it so important to you? Why is change so important uh, and so possible to you? The reason it's so important to me is is, is being a father. You there know you what go. I mean? Um, I was faced. I was. I, I had forty four to life. You know what I mean? And uh, my son was born. And I just said to myself, "Damn, I'm about to spend the rest of my life in prison. My son's gonna be in my celly one day because the fucking cycle is gonna repeat himself, and nobody yeah. gonna fucking change that shit." You know, um, his 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 mom, who's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Like she, at that time, she was still from my neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was like. I had to do something. And I was like, fuck, what do I do? I only know who Droopy is. I don't know who the fuck Joey is. Yeah. You know, so when I made that fucking decision to say, you know what, I'm done, homeboy, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to, I got to leave the, the, the neighborhood, homie. Like, that yeah. shit put me in a state of depression. Because I didn't think change was possible for me. Not then. I was like, fuck, I'm about to get all day. I'm about to fucking, I'm about to run amok in this bitch. If I got life in this bitch, they're going to fucking know yeah. my name. I'm going to. You know what I mean? I'm a, motherfuckers gonna know me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's because you build this identity of who you are. Can't know. You can put me in a fucking cell. You can take my identity away. The shit that I did, the work that I put in, you can't take that shit away. And it was either fucking go and create more victims and hurt fucking more people. But I was never evil. I never had. There was never. I never felt good about hurting anybody. Yeah. I only did that shit for the love that you had for me. So I was not gonna lose the love that you had for me because that was the only love that I knew. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I wasn't going to give that shit up for nobody. If that man fucking murking this fool, well, so be it, homie. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I supposed to do, dog? You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's just the way you play the game like I play the game. But sitting in that fucking cell in the county jail, bro, for two two years, man, I fought this life sentence. I had two fucking long years putting in work, too. It was crazy. You know what I'm saying? But I said to myself, damn, my son's going to be my celly if I don't fucking, if I don't make a change, if I don't do something. Yeah. But if I make the change that I need to make, that means I'm going to become fucking, you know what I mean, talked about and fucking not liked. And, you know, I'm a fucking, or oh, I ranked out. I, yeah. I, I, I walked, I'm a bitch. I, I'm a pussy. And I was like, I said to myself, you know what? I don't give a fuck. Because I remember what it was like as a little kid thinking, of my, why was heroin more important than my pops? Why mm-hmm. was the homies more important than my dad than me? 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why? why I used to ask myself growing up, like, why the fuck? And that's where my resentments came from. And that's when looking to the streets, there was a void in my house. And I looked for it on the fucking guys. You know what I mean? With the homies. Like, what's up, fool? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I built that fucking shit. Nobody was going to take that shit away. I didn't fucking trust nobody. Because I couldn't trust my own fucking parents, bro. You know what I mean? And that, there was, it was a lot of fucking, like, just, man, it was a lot of deep digging, bro. A lot, I, I cried a lot, 12, 1 o'clock in the, in the morning into my fucking towel in my fucking cell, bro. Yeah. Because I was like, fuck, what do I do? And then I, one day I woke up and I was like, you know what, fuck it. I don't give a fuck what they think about me. I want my son to love me. I want my son to have the opportunity, the same opportunity that I wanted. I need to only, the only way it's going to happen is if I fucking make the decision myself. Exactly. And it was the hardest decision ever. It was the hardest decision. I was in prison when I did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was even harder, homie. You know what I mean? Because you live by it, you die by it. You know what I'm saying? No, you don't fucking walk away from it, blah, blah, blah. You know, that whole fucking yeah. machismo, you know what I mean? Blood in, blood out shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all real, bro, but I didn't want to be that motherfucker, homie, that, that's got 100 years, dog, 20 years into my life sentence. Oh, shit, I want to I, I change my life and walk away from the fucking, you know what I'm saying, the life, but you still got fucking life Yeah. in prison. I was like, fuck that, homie. I'm not, I'm not. You know what I mean? I got an opportunity to come home. They ended up giving me a date. And that's when I said, fuck it, homie. I'm done. I'm done. I walked away. I caught a lot of slack for it. But I said to myself, when I was out on the streets, motherfuckers wanted to kill me when I was gangbanging, homie. What's up? You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I'm gangbanging in another fucking sense. I have another sense of pride, love, and loyalty. I'm going to be a dad. And I didn't even know how to fucking be a dad, bro. I just knew that if I did everything opposite of what my dad did, that I'd probably be fucking good at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I couldn't wait to come home. I paroled April 8, 2003, homeboy, and I've been home from prison ever since. And look, look, look at you now. Uh, uh, internationally known. A lot of fucking struggles, though. Hey, <laughs> Say a lot of struggles the last, like, fucking, you know, 16, 17 years. But that, that's, that's, that's what makes you, um, that's but, what makes change possible. Because, no, like, exactly. you, you, you had that second chance and you ran with it. Yeah, I had, the, this was like my 400th chance, homie. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. it, but you're right. It, I, I had another chance. And a wise dude told me, man, when you're not breathing no more and you yeah. don't feel, that's when you don't get no more chances. There is no more chances. That's true. That, because you're dead. Yeah. That's it. You're done. There's life just, is over, right? So, like, it doesn't matter. Like, even the guys that have life in prison, if they change in there, they there's a, I believe that's their calling because their their job is now to work on the youngsters and the, and the homies inside the inside yeah. the joint to fucking change their lives and never to come back. Because that's, yeah. that's what an OG is to me, dog. Somebody that's going to tell me, you know what? This life ain't worth it, homie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want you here as my fucking celly. I don't want to fucking see you tomorrow when I wake up. Like, if you could send someone out there and, and then have them not come back, it's actually a win for you. Exactly, bro. And that's and that's why I say, like, change is possible for anybody. And that, it, for me, was the gang shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was being a dad. But that shit goes for relationships. That, like, like you say, people grow up with trauma, yeah. and they fucking, they're addicted to the fucking cheese, man. They're addicted to the bullshit, homie. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just they want to be a part of it because that's all they know. It becomes ingrained, and it come, becomes second nature. Yeah. It's like gangbanging for me. Like, I, I don't know how to turn the cheek. You're fucking me up. I'm fucking you up. You kill one of mine, I'm killing two of yours type yeah. shit. Like, that train of thought to where you live it. You walk it, you talk it, you beat every single day. You I know? think people feel they have a time limit and, and that it's too late to change. People feel like, okay, I can't change. I'm, a lot of I've been like me, this too long. Yeah. No, no a, well said. Well said. Here's a great story. Because that old pair of shoes to run in yeah. or walk in is a lot more comfortable than that new pair of shoes. It's going to give you blisters. Exactly. Yeah. And, and here's a good story. There's a story that they, it says there was a man who was a boxer. 
and one day he was uh, you know boxing and boxing and, and uh, one day the the devil was uh challenged him to a boxing match and he got into the ring with the devil and he's like i'm going to beat him because i have god in my heart that's all i need first uh you know first uh First ring, first round. He starts boxing. He starts hitting the devil. He starts in the devil, you know. He starts to fall. Everybody in the audience starts to fucking just go crazy. And then the devil just hits him and he falls to the floor. And then everybody who was around the room that was, let's say, you know, Christian, religious, they're like, come on, God's always with you. You have God's power with you. Get up. And the referee comes and he goes, one, two, three. And by the time he hits to... You know what? What is what is the last number? In a, in a, uh, when he counts the countdown, the it's twelve. It's ten. Ten, 10. is it ten? Yeah, okay, 10. so ten. So he goes all the way to five. The referee goes to five, and then the guy stands up, and the devil's like, "Oh, you want some more? Okay, fuck it, you want some more." So the ring starts again. They start fighting, and boom! The freaking the you know the devil knocks out the guy. Everybody in the audience, come on, come on, get up! You have God in your heart. God's gonna help you, and he goes clearly. You do not see that this guy is fucking me up. How do I have God in my heart if I can't beat him? Look, so he's in the ground and he goes, but they're like, but you have God in your heart. Change is possible. Everything that they were telling him to get up and he's like, fuck it, I'll get up. They count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. At seven, he stands up. He's up. He's like, let's fight again. The devil's like, okay, you want to fucking play hard? Let's play hard, homie. He starts to box him. He gets a bunch of hits. He hits the devil. The devil starts to get like, oh, man, he's coming out strong. He knocks the devil over, but the devil stands right back up before they can do a countdown on him. Next round, the devil goes at him right away, hits him right in the middle of the eyes. He falls straight down. Everything's blurry. All he can hear is one, two, three, all the way to eight. And then he hears nine. And then he hears ten. Now everybody in the audience, all the Christians, all the religious people, don't know what to tell him. They're like, fuck. You got knocked. It, it's ten. The devil was winning. You're on the floor. You're, you're fucked. Ten. You're done. And then the referee comes over and he goes, eleven. Twelve. Thirteen. And he's just counting. Just counting, which means God is our referee. He's not going to give us 10 counts. He's going to keep on fucking counting until we want to get back up again. Change is possible. It okay. just takes longer for other people to get back up. True. Yeah. Sometimes you need fucking two years in a cell to acknowledge that you can get back up. Yeah. But some people just stop at 10 and don't want to try anymore. It's too hard. You know? I mean, this is what people are afraid to listen to. They're afraid for that change, bro. Yeah. They're afraid to go forward and become something that they've never heard or anybody else heard. Becoming an actor. So when you tell your family that you want to give it all up and, and be a clown or a writer, yeah, they're going to be afraid for you because they don't understand what you're doing. Like, why would you want to do that? Get, get, a, get a real job. How real is our job, bro? Bro, it's real as fuck. It is scary as fuck. It's real as fuck, yeah, and... To, to have the job and consistency and to, to have more than one episode, period, yeah, is having a job. Because yeah. usually you book a guest star and it's on to the next. Yeah. you got to keep fucking pushing. You know what I mean? That's Especially the, being Latino, it's even harder, homie, because 
we only got certain fucking roles, quote unquote, that are open sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And that's what is so beautiful about Mayans is we're breaking that stigma, homie. You know what it, I mean? It is true. Somebody asked me this thing. They're like, is it? Is it? How do you feel about the show being so? You know, um, you know, like the, the, everybody who's on there is like a gangster, and I go, no, we're a club. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, we're a club, that. motherfucker. We're not a gang. It's a club. Yep. There's clubs all over the world. You know, there's there's business. I mean, what they are doing is not as ruthless as what's really going on out there. Yeah. It's just a small little window of reality is. What you watch on the show Mayans is about the humanity they are with the surroundings they are put into. Yeah. They are put in these situations and what you are witnessing is the humanity react. You're watching the human emotion react to whatever darkness is around them. Mm-hmm. Every one of these characters, every one of the guys in the MC has light. Some of them, their light fades. Some of them, their light gets stronger. But they do represent light, not but darkness. That's everybody, though. Exactly. You know? So the show's about <clears throat> everything. The show's so like, like Seinfeld. The show's about like a nothing. Show, a show like Mayans is no different than a, sh- than a police show where, you know, they're storming in and killing people, too. Yeah. Be, that, be it that they're bad or good, you know? Yeah. It's just you see, it, oh, it's from the justice side. Oh, it's from the outlaw side. Yeah, you which know? the outlaw side is a little. I'm not gonna lie to you. The outlaw side is a little funnier. It, it is. It's it's you know, it's different, but it's I mean, a whole lot funnier. It's a whole lot funnier. There's a lot of rules and regulations of, you, you know, don't gotta follow. Well, you but. know what? It's, it's it's bullshit. Uh, not bullshit, but when people, I get that shit. Like people are like, "Well, you always play the fucking tough guy," or you know what I mean? Like, why, why they depict fucking Latinos like that? That's the only rules they give us, and this and that. Yeah. I'm just like I always say, instead of arguing. Why don't you write content for me? I've always write said that. Just write, write some content that you want to see, because that's what the fuck we need. And what I say to you? Oh, I have an idea about this drug lord that you know. <laughs> fucking, oh, yeah. They go right into that's it. The, <laughs> that's the first fucking thing they say. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I was in it, but it was. It's about a homie in East LA. Like, didn't you say you were gonna, you wanted to? Why didn't you make me the Here's an man? original you know idea. I, mean? I want to write a story about a guy from East LA that he's a he's a gangster, but his brother's a cop, and now they have to decide if he's gonna turn his brother in. <laughs> How many times have we seen that in a movie? I know, right? I was gonna say I've seen that show before. Everybody's seen that. Like, show. give give me a story of, of a guy who wins a scholarship. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. exactly. They they bro. do have those movies, but nobody nobody wants to watch them. No, nobody ever saw the movie that George Lopez is in. Uh, uh, Viva, uh was it about the robots? Oh, <laughs> exactly. We know the name of it. I know what movie you're I, talking about. I auditioned though. for it when I auditioned. It was called Viva La Vida Robots. That wasn't. Yeah, I wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> yeah. That was the name of the first. Well, why, why did they gotta give it like that name though? Like, you know, the robot. That was wow. the name of the of the working title when I, when I auditioned for that movie, "Living La Vida Robot" with Marissa Tomei. There's there's an old school Marissa movie. Oh, Marissa Tomei is amazing. Uh, there's an old school movie HBO did years ago with uh, America for Arts. Uh, that, that's where women have curves. Real women have curves, and and for me, Robot is in it too. Is it? Oh, he is. But it hit, it home for me because my my parents had the seamstress business journey, and like that's where the movie was about. Like, the oh, you're the chubby girl. <laughs> I'm the chubby girl, bro. <laughs> you're the girl that you're the, real vatos have curves. Real, but they do, bro. And nice smiles too, bro. They do, they do. Beautiful smiles. There you go. Smiles. No, I, I I mean, there's so many movies that that uh you know they they've they've tried to do it. Like, here's one for you. It's positive. Just so look. Lifting. Just write. Stories and if they happen to be brown people, they're brown, right? Like, why does it have to be categorized? Yeah, you know, uh, here's I hate when people say, "Oh, like," I mean, we 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 deal with it all the time. Well, can we can we do your show tonight? Oh, it's not Latino oh, it's not night. Latino night. 
<laughs> like, for real really bro like, or they'll be like oh hey do you have any uh, openings at the club oh yeah well you know call so and so because they book latino night it's on mondays and i'm like why can't i get on the show on a okay, thursday yeah, or friday a comic night what the yeah. fuck yeah bro it's like well, they it's think latino we're gonna speak latino spanish bitch no it's and it's that's how hollywood is for mm-hmm. us they think they think my material is the same as his material so they won't book us on the same show yeah even though me and him are polar opposites when we perform he that's why he he's always on my shows. I always have him on my show because we I offer two different things, you know. We, we're I mean we're we don't live the same life. Comedy is a, is a reflection of your life. We don't yeah. talk about the same. You guys know tortillas like people you automatically know, like, think oh they're both gonna do fat jokes when me, neither me or him talk about being big. Which people hate that because they're like hey <laughs> oh yeah the suggestions afterwards. Okay, what if you talk about your struggles of like. You know, oh, fucking wait. Not being able to find clothes. I'm like, oh, that's dude. not a fucking struggle, motherfucker. I find them. I know. <laughs> I know. Go they're they're pricey, tough. though. They're pricey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you well, know, I hate fucking, bro. I, that's the thing about, like, you know, another thing about working on the show that was hilarious, man. When these guys look so cool and I look like a fucking dork. Uh, <laughs> fucking. We talked about that last time. <laughs> yeah, man. Where I actually, I was, I actually did this, this, this oh, little shit. film where, like, I'm a big dude and then, like, you know, they didn't have that big of a budget. So they're like, hey, can you bring your own clothes? Is that cool? Like, you know, like like three, four different outfits. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But they <laughs> see, this is, you know, this is a big studio. They yeah. had my size and they had everything. But I just, I thought the way I visualized me being on mines, I was going to look as cool as Creeper, you know? Oh, yeah. With fucking Pendleton's and all these jewelry and all these necklaces. I show up in my fucking swap meet fucking shirts. Wearing thermals, bro. Wearing thermals <laughs> and fucking 501s that I have to button up because it has no zipper. Oh, you got the 501 button up? Yeah, bro. <laughs> I never wore those my whole life. Those are impossible to go to the bathroom. And then, and then also I was wearing uh, I was wearing chucks, and I don't wear chucks because when you're a fat guy, you don't want to wear a flat sole. I wear chucks all the time. When you're a fat guy, you don't want to wear a flat sole. <laughs> you have a fat sole. <laughs> you have a fat sole. But it, it hurts when you when you walk. I felt every rock. That was I, the first thing I noticed. I was like, who the fuck's this dude wearing my chucks, homeboy? I know, bro. I don't know. was the only one. You're the, all one. the only one that wears chucks. And then my the cuffs were too high because my pants were too long. <laughs> but you wear you wear those you wear those PE coach shoes though, bro. You know what I'm saying? You oh, got, I do. You I, got the you got the thick new balances and wide. Right you now, know what I'm saying? No, right now I have a thing I'm wearing though. What am I wearing? I have a thing right now. I'm wearing a lot of the. Um, I, I like the way you wear the the Nike running shoes and you don't rub. I know, bro. People tell me all the time. Yeah, but, but they're comfortable. They're comfortable. They're fucking as fuck. comfortable. I mean, oh, yeah. Have you ever you ever blown out the air cushion in the back? Yeah, bro. <laughs> or is that just me? Oh, we look like fucking yantas are coming on the. Like, <laughs> you like you like take them off. You're like, what happened? Bro, here? they look like fuck, snowshoes. Bro. You guys are fools. Fuck. <laughs> like fucking snowshoes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking no. But I I remember when we were when we were, you know with the, with the clothes, man. I was always like, I want. But you know, they was great because I'm a prospect. I don't have money. You guys are the ones with all the money from all the jobs you do. So they had to dress me to the part, which was great because I would never wear that clothes. Except for fucking Coco. Coco's always looking like a bum. <laughs> always looking like a bum, man. But that's what... That's First what, three episodes. And then, when you see, and then when you see Richard Cabral out there in the wild, in yeah, real he's person... He's a sharp dresser, right? Baller status. I, I mean, baller status. Motherfucker, is always look, oh, motherfucker always has a clean, crisp... Shirt, I, hoodie, or something that's creased. I never it's, seen anyone wear a sweatshirt the way he wore it. He had, you know, the nice belt and everything, bro. Oh, bro, he, like, he came he came to the house the other day. Uh, and Dude, when he rides, he rode, he rode all the way to a party, like, fucking far, far away. And he shows up to the party all looking like he just got out of a car, not even a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude's a vampire, bro. It's a theory that I have of Richie. <laughs> Richie's a vampire. I text him right now. He's like, come through. 
He goes, I, I'm busy right now, dog. I, you know, you know, you can hear him talk. Um, you hear the voice in your head when you when you're reading it, dude. The chick is like, I, I got right now an exclusive. I have a text message from Mike Orby. Breaking news. Dun, dun, dun. I'm home and available. I miss you. This fucking business. You make great friends, and then you never see them again. <laughs> That's deep. It's real deep, man. That's deep. It's real deep because we, dude, we saw each other almost every fucking day, bro. We saw each other more. We saw our own families, and yeah. then you're ripped out of it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You're done. You're, That's you're, it. you're, you're done. done. And then you wait for the call when it happens again. And then when it happens again, you do the whole thing again where you see each other, you hug each other, but not too hard because of COVID. And we yeah. didn't even get to do the last, uh, how we usually do it with the premiere, you know what I mean? That's, we ha- that's, that's our last shebang. You know what I'm <laughs> we had a premiere on Zoom, bro. Yeah. We that's why sometimes like people like who watch TV, yeah, they never understand, oh, like why are they making such a big deal out of the series finale? That's you a know? big deal for us. And like for the actors, it is a big deal. I mean, the crew, no, let's talk about that. And the crew too, because you guys... You the, guys make friends with the crew as well, oh, right? Hell yeah. Everybody, everybody, they're the ones that are taking it's care It's like of a full they sh- family. They show up fucking hours before Man. we get there, and they're there hours after we leave, bro. That was the thing that I really was impressed with, how these people worked their asses off, and they were so much more, more there than you are, you know? We would get there, like, let's say we, got to, we had to get there, like, at 5 or 4 a.m. They were there at 2. Yep. You know, and let's say we rap at, let's say one time we rap, I think we've all rapped at um, 6.30 6 in, in the morning. They leave like almost at, at 8 at, o'clock, yeah. 7.30, 8 o'clock. You know, and then you have the guys who have to clear the trailers. They got to pull the trailers out of the location. Yep. You know, you have it all. I mean, you have guys, they're working their asses off. I mean, there was moments where I was like, can I get you guys something? Yep. Yeah. Because you see you see them more, you know, into, and they're like, no, no, no. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're here to make you feel comfortable. Help you get into the zone. Get I'm like, I just can't, I can't work if I see you not sitting down. Take a little, take a little break. Right. You know, you have this down to the security guards that were in charge of keeping the traders safe. I mean, fucking teamsters, bro. Teamsters are. But I feel you on that because no joke, bro. working the way the way I work, where it's like, you know, we do an event, and then, you know, the music stops at ten o'clock. Yeah. We're still there till 12 o'clock because we got to break everything down. We got to roll cable. We got, you know, and then load the truck. And then we get to leave. No, I, I feel you, bro. It's like when I have sex, bro. I finish, but I'm not really fully clean until everything's done. <laughs> you got to roll cable. got to roll cables. <laughs> I got to fucking gotta wipe myself down. I got to, you know. Make sure, the, make sure that, you know, no one saw you, bro. Make sure nobody saw me. Bro, the sauce is fucking great. I'm not oh, going to stop eating thank it, you. It's really, It's really like... I'm gonna send you a couple bottles, bro. Yeah, bro, it's, it's really bro. good. Send them, dude. Fucking, we'll do a whole, we'll do a whole like. Uh, when you come promo. back, when you come back, you'll be, you'll be able to dip into the uh, the special edition one for this show that I'm doing with the ghost pepper chili. It's called mm-hmm. Paragordo Activity. Now here, here's now it's time to get to the nitty gritty, bro. The nitty gritty. There we go. Have you ever had a paranormal experience, bro? And let's before we get in, jump in. This is the Paragordo Activity podcast, so. All of our guests have had some kind. Some of them haven't. Some of them have said, I don't believe in it. I've never felt anything. Um, and I I don't believe it's possible. But since change is possible with you, homie, have you ever had a paranormal experience? Or just something unexplained? I've had a few things unexplained. But when I was a kid in Golden Hills in San Diego, in Southeast, right? 
We used to walk from, I used to, uh, like, I was six years old, Holmes. I used to walk all the way to the San Diego Zoo and sneak in through the fucking back. That's badass. So the back was, that way you come out, there's the gates. You know, when you come out, you push the, the push gates, right? The yeah, ones that, yeah. They go in between each other, and you can, there's only one way to get out. To the far right, my head, the bar was high enough, my head would slide up, my little body was slid, slid in. Yeah, they say that to, you get your head through, the body goes through, right? body goes through. So... I would have to, I would stay out late, bro, like, because I didn't want to go home. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it was fucked up in my bed, right? So um, when I would come back, I would be scared. Six, seven years old, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm walking. Damn. It's probably like five, six miles, homie, from Golden Hills, the, the Lomas. So it's the hills, right? And then you go down through B Street and up. That's the top of downtown San Diego. And yeah. Then you go up through Balboa Park, and that's where San Diego Zoo's at. Yeah. So I would have to walk back through that. Well, in the canyons, homie, they would find a lot of dead bodies. But they wouldn't just be bodies; they would be bones, homie. Like, like they've been fucking hidden. They've been there, yeah, yeah. I remember, I would walk the same way every single time, bro, through these back alleys all the way to the pad on Thirtieth and Cedar, and I would fucking feel like people were following me, like, like not wow. just people, but like I would turn around every five seconds, turn around, you know, little kid, fucking turn around, turn around. But I would feel like wind, homeboy, like. Like there was, I knew there was something there. Like it like was a like presence. Like yes, like it, like fucking my hair would stand up, and I was a little kid, and I, I never let that shit go to where I would always leave the light on. Now, you know what I mean? Like e- even as I got as a fucking tough guy, fucking cholo homie, putting in work, I would leave, I would sleep with the light on, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like I always had a light. Still to this day, homeboy, I sleep with the fucking my leave my kitchen light on. If and my I was lock my door in my bedroom. You know what I mean? My, the whole house yeah, is fucking yeah. locked up, but I locked the door in the bedroom because I ain't going to fucking, you know what I'm saying? In my mind, I'm like, somebody, they can't get through the door if I, if, it, if it's locked. Or at least I wake up if they're... If they're, mm, exactly. Yeah. And that and it's a trip that you, that, that you asked me that because it hasn't happened as much ever, like really not at all in the last probably like five or seven, since I've been sober. When I was drunk, when I used to still drink, yeah, I would have that shit. Wake up in the middle of the night fucking to piss. And like shit would drop or fucking, I would see shadows go on the side of my face. I'm like, it's fucking dark. How do you see shadows? Uh, let me ask you a question real quick. This is gonna sound weird. Um, did your grandparents, grandmother, die when you were real young? No, actually, my my grandma died um. Two thousand seven or eight. You have, I think, what you felt was somebody watching you. Like on that walk, like on that walk, you had somebody looking after you, or someone, a loved one, or someone who's passed, but it's 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 uh, related to you. You had somebody following you the whole way. Well, they were scaring the shit out of me, homie. Well, so they, but but you got home. Yeah, no, obviously, fuck yeah. And you never saw anything. No, never. You just bro. felt it, never. right? Oh, I mean, but like that's a spirit. felt it. That's all. That's what people call either a spirit guide, or somebody from your from your um your, I guess family. That was assigned to watch you on your way home. I would, you know, the term that Mexicans use is guardian angel. Because it was never like a malicious feeling where yeah. it, it stopped you from going. No, it would just scare the shit out of me. Like, yeah. who the fuck is what? Like, and you, I would, I would walk backwards, homie. And did you, did you have the same feeling when you had moments of change? When you, when you felt like you had a presence around you? Only, I think only in my dreams. Well, that's where they come. That Okay, there you go. I think only in my dreams. So then it was, a, it was a family member because family members only come in dreams and, and, and when you're in danger. 
people always say whenever something's about to happen, they see their mom or somebody who's passed pass by or, or they get the sense of their mom or something whenever they're in some they dangerous get situation. overwhelmed. Yeah, and they come visit you in dreams and, and try to tell you something, give you a message, but they never talk to you. They always are just there. Yeah. But you can't hear their voices. So they say that a lot. So I feel like you had a, somebody watching you your way home, and I think they knew you had a purpose in life. We're assigned um, spirit guides when, when, you know, when we're born, and they, each of them have a job in your life. You could trade them. Uh, they come in and go, but everybody has a reason for being assigned to you. And when they're assigned to you, their job is to protect you and guide you because they know where you're going to end up. They know your long path. So their job is to make sure you get to your path. So obviously, this spirit guy was making a connection to you saying, motherfucker, you need to go home now <laughs> because you have an amazing, you have an amazing future ahead of you and you're not going to get there with all this bullshit. So, I mean, just... Dude, seven years old, fucking, that's fucking crazy, bro. You had some supernatural shit help you to survive. How the fuck is a seven-year-old now going to oh, do that shit? Fuck, no. My 12-year-old can't even walk. I hold her hand across the street, homeboy. Even with my son, I used to do the same shit until he was like 12. I didn't give my, a fuck. My niece was like 17, and she wouldn't go outside to get my wallet from the store. She's like, I don't want to go out by myself. Yeah, it's, I'm like it's, I'll watch you from right here. Nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> no, I mean think about it. You that, had no, that's, that's you had some supernatural shit, not following you, scaring you. You had a lot of protection, bro. You were meant for something to survive now and do change now. So that means your spirit guides had to make sure that they had to get you from A to B safe. The fact that you are here is a miracle, and that's why you rejoice all the time about it. Could it be an animal? You people do have to have a, like a spirit guide that can be an animal. Keep making themselves. My dog, my dog Bear. He was a he was a Chow German Shepherd mix with one nut. With a wow. he, he was my favorite dog. But this dog used to pull me through the hood on my skateboard. Yeah, like at six, he would always go to fucking jail too because he never had his thing. And then he he got put to sleep one day. My mom he got into the fucking count or yeah, to the yeah. pound, and my mom didn't pick him up. And when we went to go get him. They, Too late. Put, they put him down And I remember crying And that Thinking about that shit right now Like I wonder if he's Been with me Oh no like, He has I'll trip he, out That's crazy so, bro That was my that, Still to this day I've had two dogs Bear and proof Have you ever felt um, Just that at nighttime with him Like the sense of him I don't know if the sense of him Because I was really young yeah, but right now thinking of it, I'm gonna, st I'm probably gonna go home tonight, fucking thinking about that, like Be because all the different it happened, situations. It happened to Hefty when we did the psychic reading. When yeah, when we did AJ the psychic reading. His dogs came through, tripped me out, because this would be like before the gram was like super popular, so no one was taking pictures of their dogs or giving their dogs their own page, right? So they had passed before that, and when. So there was not, there's not really many pictures per se, like on the thing where someone could track backwards and be like, oh, let me see what's gone. And then like when, when, when the psychic started saying like, oh, uh, did you have like a dog? that passed? I'm looking at, I'm thinking like a, like a brown dog. And I was like, oh snap, that's like my, my Doberman pincher. And then he's like, yeah, but there's also a little one, the same kind of dog. And I had like a little black miniature pincher. And I was uh, like, how are you going to know? Like the big yeah. one was brown. And then I had a small one that was the same. But you know, I was just so like, they follow you. 
they, crazy. they follow you. Trip. I mean, because you make a you make a soul connection with them, and you obviously had a soul connection. Doctors, doctors are loyalists. Wish I could hug them. Well, dude, that's the thing. It's like we have the power to give them hugs whenever we want. It's just difficult. You can hug my beer right here, brother. Right? No, you I mean you, you, <laughs> that's a good hug right there. Bro. Oh, it is, bro. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I, put, I don't know. You you better hug, bro. Oh, bro, bro this better hug I get right good there, hugs, bro. They get the arms all around you, bro. I gotta get that when we leave. And all warm and shit, You got it, bro. Fuck, it smells like a Colombian banana. Ecuadorian, no, 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 Ecuadorian. Cala- no, I'm sorry, Ecuadorian tamal with the banana leaves. Well, they're actually in Ecuador called ayacas. Just so you know, bro. Ayacas? Ayacas. That's what we call it. You yak when you eat them or what? No, ayacas. Ayacas. <laughs> there's two. There's ayacas. <laughs> ayacas are in the banana leaf and then the umitas are in the, uh, on the, in the corn husks. Wow. What do you prefer, corn husk or banana? That was a thing on the, on the series, on Mayans. Uh, it really depends on what you're feeling, like what you want, because like the banana leaf gives it a sweetness as to where the corn husk is. It more, it, it leaves it more dry, a little bit. I more like dry. my. When I was in Chicago, I uh, there was I forget what it was called, but it was it was in a, the banana leaf. Yeah, it was a fucking bomb ass sandwich. I mean, it, it was the Dominican or the Puerto Rican. It was oh. Puerto Rican. I I know what I, the name's not coming to me though, but I know what you're saying. Like, and a lot of stuffs made in banana leaves because banana leaf does like corn husk tends to be more breathable. Like as to where a banana leaf will keep the moisture in, yeah, you know, because it's thicker. So and then you get that sweetness from the banana leaf. I mean, Bro, I, I would I say had never had it. That shit was fucking good. As no, fuck. the banana they they make it. They just taste really good. And I, and you know the banana. By the way, I never know banana can only make bananas every seven years. Yeah. So that's kind of oh, crazy. I didn't know that. I'd be in a gang of bananas. So no wonder you're fucking eating the leaves. <laughs> what do you do? Well, the you don't eat the leaves, bro. You I don't eat the leaves. But I mean, what, I mean, what are you can do with the rest of the banana tree for fucking seven years, but bro? But that's, make, that's why vegans had. Figured out how to make carnitas out of the banana peel. Have you seen this? They shred, they'll shred the banana you peel need to and stop, cook it down. You need to stop. Yeah. Stop. I've actually, no bullshit. No bullshit. I've actually had it. It's a little chalky. But, you know, it's, you know, <laughs> si pasa, you know, Just with the right bad. spices, you know. Bro, we, we need to do a, a Paragordo activity food lab. Oh, I was, when Richard was here, I was telling I, I I did vegan for like a year and a half, you know. So, like, because... More of on a bet, but then it just kind of, I just got stuck on it. Yeah. So I was like, and then in my mind, I was like, how long can I do it? Okay, Richard's making coffee now, bro. Yeah. Richard's a fucking little entrepreneur, bro. What is it? The, the, the Pico, right? Tapico, Tapico. Yeah, yeah. Tapico. Yeah, Maybe. no, he just, we just had a conversation about that, bro. I was just, I was. That dude. Bro, I'm beyond proud of that dude. Oh, bro. that motherfucker is like, yeah. every time I talk to him, he's like, what's up, Richard? Dog. Homie. I don't want to like, be. He goes into his own little speech. <laughs> Dog. He tells me like I'm working on this thing right now, and then I go into him, like, bro, when do you sleep? Imagine if the if the coffee has sapito in it, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's making coffee coffee with mushrooms, bro. <laughs> you have the ability. You are a what what we we call a um um a, a precognitive. You know, it's not. It's like you know when you see ghosts, it's it's you're a clairvoyant. You're a claircognitive. You can actually sense things gonna happen. Yeah, like she would tell me, Pitts. She would, to, to some people say it's intuition. Some people yeah. say it's your yeah, it's your whatever it's like your a conscious. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But she she would always tell me it's it's a spirit. Like she's it's yeah, a, it's like that's the Holy Spirit telling you. Yeah, and you, when you go every time you've been arrested, what happens? You have the gift. I fucking knew it before I was gonna yeah. get busted. Like, not to that? fucking do it, yeah. and I didn't listen to it, and I'm busted. The, every my fucking my mom tells me all the time like there's because there's been times where I won't go somewhere even though I was gonna go, and my mom always tells me if your gut feeling's telling you not to go, don't go. And then something will usually happen where I'm like, oh, I'm glad I wasn't there. Yeah. you ha- Even more so when I was a kid and I was 
doing stupid shit. Yeah. You know, like, you know, partying and other stuff that we'll talk about off mic. <laughs> yeah. See, and I, did, I didn't listen to that gut back then. And that's why I would get like, shot, fucking beat down. Oh, yeah. But he, he has a bigger gut than you, bro. So. Well, back then, I, you know, <laughs> like a good looking cat back in the day. You know? But see, that's, well, what that, that, that's where it makes sense that you, you, what you are, you, you are your grandmother's soul. That's crazy. Because that's the connection you had. So being somebody that can actually re-feel or sense things, you inherited that from her. And she was preparing you for it. The reason that change is possible for you is because you need to change what's coming. Change is hard, bro. No, change is fucking hard. So you know it's possible because you saw it in the future. You sensed the success that was approaching. You knew it was going to be hard, but you actually went with your gut and say. I'm precognitive. I can sense good things are coming, so I'm going to believe in it and trust it. And the miracle was not the fact that you changed. The miracle was the fact that you stayed with it. Because anybody can change, bro, yeah. but anybody can go back. See, I never looked at it that deep. I just looked at it as manifesting the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like seeing it, you yeah. keep keeping your eyes on the prize and going. Which is that, great. You, you can make it. I mean, I can. But the way you're saying it makes sense because with my. With my grandma, bro, like, she would... I'm talking about the littlest fucking shit I would feel coming. Whether it's a car about to come by. Dude, I'm walking my daughters to school. And we used to cut through um, my, 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 my 12-year-old and my 6-year-old now. Yeah. But my other one used to... She was about about two. So I would carry her. And then my uh, seven... She was about seven or eight. And we would walk across the street and, the, you know... The car, we're in a busy street, but it's not a fast road, right? Yeah. So, but it was it was always traffic because the freeway was about a half a mile down, so it would be backed up all the way. So we walked through, and the cars let us go. You know, it stopped. You know, it's traffic. Bumper to bumper, boom, boom. Cars, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So I'm walking through. My daughter's got them, and I would look for oncoming traffic, right? You know, and then you got the center medium, and I would always look at on, oncoming traffic, and sometimes I would see there's no cars. There's these cars are stopped, and I would let my daughter go ahead, baby, run, because I yeah. got the other one. I'd run with her. This one fucking day, bro, something told me to just to hold her back. And as I fucking did that, and I would always tell her, run across, baby. As I did that, fucking this car flies through the center medium. To where other cars fucking chased the cars because they yeah. seen I picked my daughter up. And I, I had tears. I got back to the car and I fucking cried because I said to myself, I usually tell my daughter, go ahead, baby, run. Run the rest of the way. Something stopped you. Bro, fucking something stopped me, bro. Still to this day, like she talks about it. Brooklyn talks about that shit. It was bro. your grandmother, bro. It had like it was. It wasn't me. No, it was your grandmother. Like yeah, that's like I fucking went back to the car, dude. Like when I got after I took her in, like, like, like I played it down the whole way. When I got back in the car, bro, like I had tears in my eyes. Like yeah. thinking about it right now, I could cure up because it was so. I was like, if I would have done what I usually do, like, cause I and I'm talking, I look both ways. Like there's no yeah. these cars are stopped here, and there's it's it's ten steps to the fucking thing. This car was, didn't even, there's no, you couldn't even hear the motor, homie. Wow. Fucking, I'm talking like, oh my God, I remember, what the fuck, homeboy, you know what I'm saying? To where another dad, which as I'm walking out, the dad waited for me and another mom, like another car, we chased him down, fucking, it was an old lady smashing in the center because she was pissed that she was almost home and it was bumper to bumper traffic in the morning. So she just split the lanes, and I didn't. I didn't fucking like. I didn't. I didn't ask, but the guy came up. He waited for me to come out after dropping my daughter off in school yeah. and walking back to my car. And I remember that shit. Now I, I just remember being in awe. And I was like, and they all saw it coming. 
bro, that shit is fucking crazy, dog. Like, and I went to the when I sat in my car, bro. My even I held my. I, there's a picture of. I'll, I'll I'll send it to you, bro. Yeah. There's a picture of my youngest sitting on my lap, and she's taking pictures, and I have tears in my eyes, and I was just I and I because I was saying to myself how fucking real that was. I was like, I almost killed my daughter by fucking telling her our, this is our normal routine. Yeah. And something I didn't fucking do the normal that day. Like, like unbelievable, bro. Like, See, um, I just it just makes me. It, it really just plays the case more that you're meant. And your family is meant for great things. And when we're meant for something great, our spirit guides stop us. And they can be family members. Your grandmother is so much around you. You're her pride and joy because she knew this was going to happen. She just didn't get to see it. And that's what, you know, the reason they're always around you. So they know what's coming up for you. So the fact that they're like, you know what, he has this coming out. We have to petition. We have to stop. We have to have our spirit guides. We have to make something. And that's what we call guardian angels. But you had, and you know, not everybody can be receptive to it because another person will be like, nah, fuck that. Just go. You know, you or have to be oblivious to the feeling. You exactly. Know? Oblivious to the feeling. You know how to tap into that, that emotion. You know, I mean, I think that's, that's probably why you are where you're at right now. You had the balls and I call it balls bro you have the balls to go against the grain to go against what everybody and everybody has done around you and it's scary to do that yeah it is you yeah, don't know what's gonna happen true life you know but now shit it, it kept you from losing somebody and it's probably kept you from losing yourself you know I mean we, we always talk about the paranormal as something being something scary something like demons and ghosts and shit but in reality, paranormal is when you have an emotion that's not a normal feeling. It's something that is not explained. And you just right now explained to us a very amazing paranormal experience. It's something that just alerts you to like the moment. Yeah. I mean, nobody's going to, I mean, call it like a spider sense almost, like like Spider-Man. Yeah. Something. It's that sixth sense. Something that's not there and was not there told you to hold her. And it's crazy because I think my daughter Brooklyn has like the same spirit as me. You, you guys, like she's yeah. identical to me. Like my, my all three of my kids can't love him anymore any less, but they're all perfect. But like my Joey, he looks just like me. You know what I'm saying? My Brookie, she acts just like yeah. me. My Evie, my youngest, she's just you know what I'm saying? Like just as full of love and cariños. Like she just yeah. got from both. And I used to always be like, that's just because the way her mom, their mom has always just raised all three of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I left the prison and, you know what I mean? Came home and I've been a dad ever since, but I've had my fucking, my ups and downs, but never yeah. a bad dad in that sense of leaving my kids, right? But, like, Brookie is, she's just different. Brookie's different, like, with the spirit aspect of it. Not not to say that she's more special or anything, but that's, and that day, like, she still talks about that shit, bro. Like, she will say, Dad, do you remember that? Well, maybe somebody talked to her. We, I mean, from all you know, maybe something reached out to her. And, and she's her. an animal lover like me. Like, I'm yeah. talking, like, she has one dream, and that's to be a veterinarian. How is she going to get there? Because she's been playing basketball since she was four. She's going she's gonna to go to college, get an honor scholarship, and then she's going to finish veterinarian school. She's not going to go pro, and she's going to she's gonna work at there the There you go. Industry. She got the whole thing. Bro, no, a fucking... Like, and she's she's, she's going to go to Gonzaga or K-State. Like, she knows what she's she, doing, bro. dude. Like, Damn, she bro. knows, like, she... Ha- it's so fucking crazy, bro. But like, let's go backwards to when you were you were in a cell. Imagine, look, look at that. Look at now. Not only was change possible, 
it's it's continuing and repeating itself. I mean, bro, a lot of people can't tell these stories that you're telling. They're afraid to it to 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 go that route. Yeah. You know, so whoever's listening, man, change is not only possible. Uh it has been proven to give you success and and don't you have more of a freedom now than you did before oh man bro i have joy though that's that's what's crazy is that like i fucking love life like i still sometimes i still react in a negative fashion but i'll catch it now rather than i just letting it go but that's just human does it ever trip you out to be living the the way that you were thinking about when you were like locked up and you were like oh i need a change for my kids and like now you're living in the moment with them and you're actually guiding them to the way you wanted it to be, not the way that you didn't want them to go? Bro, all a lot of times, more than not. Like I have these conversations with like Father Greg and Father Greg is, you know, the founder of Humble Industries. And like he, he gave me the opportunity, which how me and Richard got connected. Like me and Richard got connected through Homeboy Industries. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like, so we have this, this connection through Homeboys about as change as possible. You know what I'm saying? But it's, Jobs, not jails, and just getting homies out of the hood, right? Well, that's when I met Father Greg, and he gave me the opportunity to come and make this real. Because when you walk away, like, they look at us like like you left the club. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, yeah. you know, you're a traitor, you know, this and that. But all you want to do is live your the life you were supposed to live when yeah. you were born. You know what I'm saying? That life that you were supposed to be, that, that man you were supposed to, that little boy you were supposed to be into, you know, this beautiful being that you are now. I never knew that. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking it's it's crazy what I'm listening to now. Like the changes possible from your aspect, Mo, is fucking dope. Because I just thought I was doing something that I had to do in order to be a dad. You 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 all sound like a fucking badass dad. Let me tell you one thing right now. I I, I you sound like somebody who lives for their children, Man. but clearly your children taught you how to live. Exactly, bro. They they still teach me how to live, bro. That was beautiful, Mo. Thank you. I, I'm a writer. Um. Go to the activity podcast. Um, what I do want to tell you, uh, I want to thank you for being with us today. But I also want to say, um, I get to tell, I get to know right now because I was on the show, but I get to experience Creeper and uh, I saw what you're doing this season. And we are gonna fuck everybody up, yeah. Um, I sent when, you them pictures. Yeah, you I got, did. I got more now. I Please. gotta send you some more. Yes, but the stuff that um, that that you do on the show is going to really um, give everybody on the show this little up because I mean the range that we did as actors is is uh, thanks to you know Elgin James, thanks to Debbie and all the other writers was just fucking fun and 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 perfect. For what we need right now as the Latino to grow in Hollywood and in the industry. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those roles. It's one of these shows that you're going to see these guys flourish into, you know, in, into these beautiful uh, upwards and downward spirals. What I think they did for us, brother, that is different from one and two is they humanized us. Yeah. I mean, they humanized just, us. And this is going to sound maybe dumb. But just, just the opening alone from the one and two, like, it has that whole historical vibe, you the know, intro, when of the, our it, fucking people. Yeah, right? exactly. Of the struggles to the present. Bro. Yeah, like that. Just that opening, you're just like, okay, that, you know, that's 
that's how Elgin looks at it. He doesn't... Elgin comes from our life, homie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Straight fucking gangster. You know what I'm saying? He may not be West Coast fucking so- Southern California gangster. You know what I mean? But he's Boston gangster. Started his own fucking clique. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in a different fashion because he was had a void. So he filled that void with his brothers. Yeah. And they had a solid brotherhood, which they consider as a fucking gang. You know what I'm saying? And that's why... Like when I first met Elgin, bro, like like he's he was like probably like my third friend. Like I don't have any friends, dog. Like all I am is a dad. Like I was telling my son today, I'm texting him. Like we had like a little dispute, and I was like, son, you're you're my best friend. I may not be yours, but you're my best friend. Yeah. Like I fucking like social media doesn't mean shit to me, but the platform of social media and to be able to share my experiences so transparent. Other people I've heard, oh yeah, you you do it for attention, or that's not the real you, or whatever. They're fucking. It's okay. That is the real me. Yeah. I fucking, I, I keep it transparent every day. And I've seen so many people get whatever they get out of my fucking little post just for being truthful on my day makes me fucking feel so great inside. But not great like, yay me, pat on the back. Great that fucking humanity is alive. Homeboy, that change is possible yeah. and people see hope. Because some of my inboxes, bro, people... People in my life think it's about broads and, and women and fucking they were talking. No, dude, my inboxes are full of fucking people finding themselves and finding hope. Where do I go to get hope? And just believing, in, dude, it's so fucking yeah. dope and beautiful, bro. And to know that Elgin James, that Deborah, that they are creating this and showing who the fuck we are from the hood. Yeah. We're human. That we have real fucking like feelings, homie. We fucking yeah. feel sad. We fucking feel mad. We feel like we're not worthy. And then we feel worthy. You know what I'm saying? Just the shit with fucking Angel, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's fucking, he's fine, moves on to another woman. You know, woman comes back. And then, you know what I'm saying? Is that the third episode? I yeah. don't give a fuck. That scene, though, bro. That you, you know what I'm saying? There, like, 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 what whoa. the... Exactly. You we know were there. Mean? We knew about this show. We read the scripts. We've known the whole show. But even when we watch it, we're like, what? But to see the emotion in Angel, you get to see real life. Yeah. Like, like, like Angel killed it last year. But this year, he's really killing it. Yeah. Because he's going through the fuck. He's actually... Like, it's him. He's not acting. It's fucking him. He's embodied angel. Like Clayton yeah, yeah. is not. He's he's non-existent. Like yeah. now Clayton's probably back because the season's over. We yeah. stopped. We've stopped fucking filming. But this the whole season. It's angel. Like and to see that is fucking a beautiful thing, homie. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's so dope because you're able to see real life. And I I, I relate to the to the family shit like that because I'm a dad now. You know what I'm saying? It's, so it's beautiful. We 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 all got to uh, be somebody else for a few months. Yeah, but it, you weren't. You're fucking Steve to me, bro. Like, you're Momo, funny as a motherfucker, but Dang. you're Steve. Like, you will always be Steve. And that's the thing that's fucking hard, And you know bro, what's funny, to though? shake off when you're done, huh? No. De- it, Debbie it, said it last week when she said, I'm getting to know you as for who you are. Me too, bro. Like, you, you're, I will forever call you. I will I'll probably ever say, what the fuck, Steve? And not yeah. because it's a catch line. Yeah. Because you're Steve to me. Yeah. Like, always on set, it wasn't Momo. Like, no. I... I like saying Momo because it, it's it's like what's up, Droops? What's up, Momo? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more of a homie thing. Yeah. But Steve is more like normal when I see your face. That's dog. the same thing with me. With you, are creeper. That's crazy, right? It, Fucking Emilio does the same shit. He'd be like, yeah. "Creep, what's up?" Fucking Richard does it. 
Yeah. I'm like, Richard knows me as fucking Joseph Raymond. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we worked together before we were fucking on TV. Yeah. But and it, he calls me Creep. Hey, Creep, come here, fool. It feels like that, him, that's man. That's the only way he was referring to you. He's like, oh, Creeper's coming today. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. That's because crazy. That's, that's how much he was Creeper on set. And, and, and it's funny, but Debbie said when she was here, she goes, I think this is the first time I got to meet Momo. Mm-hmm. Because I, I wasn't, I wasn't Momo. With no, Debbie. you weren't. You weren't. Especially with Debbie, because she's she one of the that, writers. She said the yeah. exact same thing, though. She said you, you were the character the whole time we were shooting. That now I'm getting to know like you for who you are. Yeah, and and I'm the real person. The real Momo is a fucking scumbag, bro. Nah. But Steve was a fucking nah. sweetheart. <laughs> I fucking love. Steve. I can vouch for the scumbag, bro. bro. Nah. Steve, Steve was just so sweet and it was so much fun to be steve steve is steve 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 and he still is great you know yeah. what I'm saying? he's still great to this day you know what i mean but it, it, it's steve was dedicated bro yeah steve was looking for that void he had steve just had, like every yeah. one of your brothers on that show we all have a void and that's why we become yeah part of the club that's why i can't wait till everybody sees um you know what what's it, up for steve because steve steve for me is is uh a lot of the guys out there who want to be part of a club yeah, but you not know? only that, but like in in, in the reality sense, like because you know you're saying a lot of times people will be like, oh, why you paint Latinos in such a negative, you yeah. know, like. But in the reality of it is like watching you guys for some kid. What if they they're not even seeing the show? What if they're just like, hey, I know this like because they could Google search everything. Like, oh, yeah. this guy had like this history. Like, how did he turn it around to now he's like acting on a show? You know, well, I, think, I think, and they just see the positivity of that. And that chef is why. I fucking love the platform that I have. And it's crazy because I, when I first got sober and started, stopped drinking Cinco de Mayo 2015, right? I had said, and some people were throwing it back in my face, like, you said you were going to do that. Yeah. You were going to get back into Hollywood. You were going to use that fucking, that, that platform, and you were going to change whoever you, you were going to let the world know they can change no matter yeah. what the fuck it is. And that's, that's why I've stayed every single day so grateful. I don't ever want to lose this gratitude, bro, because I'm afraid if I lose this gratitude, it's going to be a dark fucking day. You know what I mean? But I won't let that happen. One day at a fucking time used to be so cliche to me. Yeah. But it's not anymore. It's so fucking dope, bro. Like, it's so dope to wake up every single day to be fucking pissed off still from last night and yeah. fucking give it to my God and be okay with it afterwards. And it doesn't fuck with me. It's like I give it and it's like a new release. And it was hard at first. You know what I mean? Like, it really was. Like, oh, that shit don't work. Well, it doesn't work if you don't fucking keep focusing on it. Yeah, exactly. And the more you do it, the, the the easier it gets. It's like any skill. Yes. The more you do it, what? The more it gets, you know? Same thing with my daughter. When she's flicking her wrist, flicking her yeah. wrist, all of a sudden she starts hitting hitting uh, three-pointers, jumpers, 12-footers, 18-footers. Yeah. Teaching her how to skateboard right now. Now she can float down, up and down, the push on. She was like, damn, I couldn't even stand a month ago I couldn't even yeah. roll And I'm like baby This is what I try to tell you Daddy tries to tell you Like just keep doing it And I promise you You will see The fruits But you have to believe it You gotta plant the seed you And then And the then you seed. gotta water that shit Yeah And when you water it You will see it grow Like we were talking about You said it was a spirit The spirit got with me Or whatever yeah, I got exactly. from my grandma And I would put, put it in layman's terms And just call it like It was basically like I just manifested that shit because I kept my eyes on the prize. But it's yeah. a lot more deeper than oh, that it's, because it's more than people always think it's always them, and and and, and you, it's okay to think that you. No, have, it ha, it was it had you know, nothing to do with it's, me, bro. It's, you, you remember we we have years of lives in our souls 
of our ancestors' energies that are guiding us. Not only the people that raised you. People who raised you, their yeah. energies, their negative or positive energies. We have so much energy we inherit that it has to go somewhere. So manifesting is true, but along with manifesting also comes the energy that creates this man, our ability to manifest things. I manifested the part of minds for myself by going out there and doing something about it. You manifested this life of something better because you knew what you had to do to be something greater for your kids. You know, it, it did take you to do it, but we also had help from our ancestors, from our spirit guides, yeah. from a greater energy more than what we are. The universe is big, man, and it, to, for us to feel that only we're on here by ourselves doing all the work by ourselves is kind of ignorant. There has to be something greater behind us pushing us to go forward. Definitely. I mean, it's it's... As a comedian, it's hilarious. I talk a lot of shit, but all my all my comedy comes from a truth. You know, it means something. So as much as I'm out here talking, making jokes and talking shit, I do believe my words, and that's the same thing as manifesting. You have to manifest. You know, the if you talk too much shit about people, or if you talk too much down on yourself. You're going to manifest that shit. Yeah, you're going to believe that shit. 100%. Yeah, you're like, oh, I can't do it. I'm not good at this. And you're like, oh, fuck. Well, how, how, why didn't I get the job? Well, because you said you're not going to get it. If you're up there like, oh, I'm going to audition for this part, but I'm probably not going to get it. If you do that, then you're not going to fucking, you're not gonna fucking get Who it. Who wants, I mean, you don't want to bring that fucking negative vibe, negative energy, uh, 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 you know, just negative uh, force that comes with you. Um, before we end this, I want to ask you one more question. Do you feel that um, there is other life on other planets? Fucking switch the whole conversation with that one. You, <laughs> you know what? That's crazy. Um, I do. I, I, if, if I've had this conversation with my daughter. We are here. I'm yeah. alive. You're alive. You're alive. We're breathing, walking, talking like... Is English really English? Is Spanish really Spanish? Like yeah. the way the dialect that we use is it? You know what I mean? Like, what does that sound is like to somebody else? This you know? Is there other species that are exactly human on 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 Earth, but inside there's something like you know some Men in Black shit? Yeah, you know, I I think there is. I believe there. I I is English even say, an earthly language? Exactly. Like I'm just like is it's not that I it's not that I I believe it because I haven't seen it. But I, it's not that I, I don't believe it because I, I haven't seen it. Yeah. I mean, if that the, makes sense. No. It's like it's one of those things where I, if, if, if I'm alive, if I'm breathing, and then I, I've watched people die where they don't breathe no more, like that's a being. There's no doubt in my mind that there's other beings. There, there has to yeah. be, bro. I mean, the Mayans believed in it, the Mayan culture. You know, uh, there's more proof of, of the past of the stars talking to us, and there is, a, a, you know, anything else. There has to be another another connection. I mean, to say that we're the only ones in the whole universe that are intelligent and that can visit back and forth is kind of dumb. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and it's not even maybe not even uh, planetary, maybe in dimensional. Maybe they can come. There's this new documentary on Amazon Prime called um, "The Tall Whites." I'm not sure the story the the. Something about a guy who was in the Air Force, and he said he was, his job was to check the temperature of this area in Las Vegas, and at nighttime these people would come out, and the government knew about him. He, you know, he, they would work with the government. There was this race of tall, white-looking, really skinny people that lived out there in the desert, and they were there with permission of the government. 
you know, and that's one of the classifications of aliens we talked about. There's the the tall whites, there's the grays, little aliens that we all see on TV. There's the reptile, and then there's the insect people. I mean, these are the tall whites would be the humanoid, right? The humanoid. I mean, there's so many people that say, "Oh, this is out there," but we we don't want to say it's true because then we would cause mass hysteria. Well, just ask yourself this: like, why is there more references to extraterrestrial beings and uh, you know? spacecrafts and stuff in in hieroglyphics and in carving and stuff than there is in current history books because they don't want to freak the fuck you out know? of people bro like look what happened the other day where they said we we're gonna have no food or no toilet paper everybody went out there fucking bought toilet paper i couldn't wipe my shit for two weeks right yep, think about it bro and I imagine you say there's aliens out there bro i could i i wanted to buy a, a, a gun um i can't see you with the gun for bro. my dad he 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 you know, he wanted a, a 19, was it 1911? Because his brother had one. He was a kid. His dad had one. And I wanted to buy them as a gift because, you know, I like to go shooting. You know, I have a lot of cousins there in the military. You know, I, I, I wanted, my dad wanted to buy my dad a nice gun. Not because we're, you know, paranoid or anything. Just because it's something we wanted to go shoot. And I cannot find a gun right now. It oh, is hard to find. Try to gun. find ammo. Ammo's worse. Ammo, I cannot find any ammo. You know, I have a gun. I can't find any ammo for my gun. It is that because of the quarantine. Yeah. Now imagine you say there's fucking aliens out there. Oh, people and people just don't like automatic. Why is it automatic that you say something that you don't understand and automatically think they're out to get me? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, why are they here? Oh, they're trying to invade her. You think you, hey, you, bro, you think you ever been abducted or hefty? I don't know. Be a pretty pretty strong tractor beam, bro. Bro, <laughs> imagine, know? imagine, bro. If they were to see you, they'd be like, "That's a specimen." <laughs> bro, think about it. Then they're gonna get a skinny guy. They want a guy who's enjoyed life, bro. You, ever go, you, <laughs> you know what bro, I'm saying? You ever pick a mushroom out? You want to pick the skinniest mushroom or the biggest thick hey, one? Hey, when you when you pick a, a a fruit, you get the fattest you one. You get the fattest you fruit. Yeah, you, you look for the biggest fun. avocado, bro, and I'm all the healthy yeah, fat. Bro, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be like, there. which one do we get? That one right there, right, right, right there. They're making there a fucking if chili got, sauce. All right, if you got a cherry tomato and a beef tomato, bro, which one are you gonna go? Exactly, bro. I'm telling you, we probably you ever find holes in your body you didn't know about? I do actually, bro. Yeah, she no. Like, no. You never, you never found anything? like something on my body that I wasn't familiar with. Yeah, you know, sometimes I like. You ever find like those little like they say that they're like, uh, like keloids in your body? What if they're not, bro? What they're little fucking implants, bro? You know what I'm saying? You got a fucking alien something. I guarantee you, you have something in your culo, bro. Because I know you. You're a fool, bro. No, fucking, you got something in there. <laughs> well, fuck, you should check on me, bro. You know what? As a friend. I don't as think a he, I friend, don't, just as a friend. I don't, I don't think you mean? could pinpoint it with just one eye, though, bro. You what, know? The <laughs> fuck, what the <laughs> fuck, Steve? What the fuck, Steve? Bro, I would love to find any kind of alien device on your body as to save our friendship. Oh, tell All me right. about the show, homie. Tell me about the show. Uh. Oh, bro, he's on the show. Yeah, tell me what's up. Tell me about the show. Is this so, this this is no? It's net, no, the twenty fifth. It's the twenty fifth at the Ha Ha Comedy Club in North Hollywood. So Sunday. We are going to be performing live. It's been a year since I I've performed. You performed recently. Yeah, I haven't performed in a year. I performed three times in the last year. Bro, I used to wow, perform all the it. time, and now I'm gonna go back to the stage. What? Shout out to Jack Junior from the Ha uh, Ha Comedy Club. Um, you know, we, I just say, hey man, uh, can I get a night? And he gave me uh. Two shows in one night. On the side, 8 o'clock and the 10 o'clock. 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock show. He's like, hey, man, go go nuts. Which, by the way, that's because I'm on my end now. Fuck yeah. Because it wouldn't happen pre I was going to say, is that a Latino night or what? No, no. it's not. That's a thing. That would have <laughs> yeah. been an off night like a Monday. That would have been like a, like a <laughs> Tuesday at 7.30 and shit. Right oh, before yeah. Mayans right and before shit. Right before Mayans, yeah. No, but it's, uh, you know, you, you kind of get some... 
popularity and well I, deserved, bro. Beyond thank you. Him. And a lot of the cast is going. You know, uh, um, I have right now. And you know, it's the, the cutest thing when 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 your castmates, all of you guys at the same time, send me a text. Everybody. First one was Sulem. Sulem sent me pictures of all these tickets that she bought because she didn't know what time to, what time she was gonna go, so she bought tickets for each time. Mm. I'm like, dude, calm down, just hit me up. She goes, no, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I wanna go, I wanna go. And then uh, Emily hit me up right away that she, she was going. And then uh, Irby, Irby was like, I'm there, man. Fucking Irby just wants to go give me a hug, bro. That's Irby. Fuck yeah. That's Irby tough. just wants to go. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna have a good time. Um, so come down, man. Come to the to the. To, well, we'll put up my the ticket link on the on the on the 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 post and uh, just come down, hang out at the Ha Ha Cafe in North Hollywood. I'm gonna have my mind's familia there. Some of the guys, some of the the crews coming. Just come and hang out and and uh, watch us uh, be all giggly because we haven't seen each other in a while. No, hell yeah, I'll be there. They, a couple people asked me too when I put it up on my, oh, on my stories. I gotta, sent them to the link. I don't know if they bought it or not, oh, but they bro. definitely hit up. I was like, that was dope. You're going to bring your new bike, bro? Ooh, that'd be a nice thing, huh? Oh, I might be taken down already, dog. Taking <sighs> the tins off and all that shit, bro. I might have it. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. Because I've like, just picked up my bags, bro. I've oh, okay. Got my forks, uh, chroming them out. I picked up the bars and uh, my crash bar this coming up uh, this next shit. week. This Shout guy. out to the homies, uh, the the old school brother Edgar, old school old school uh, riders, man. Uh, um, yeah, he hooked me up, bro. Factory Forty Seven, uh, his wife Lydia. Factory Forty Seven. I always have their shirts. Yeah, bro. They 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 hooked it up, bro. They they they, 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 they who gave me that custom shirt? legal custom legal sponsored me on the on the on the bars, bro. Uh, love. Shout out to them, man. Bro, it's definitely. gonna be you and Richie show up with the bikes would be awesome. Oh, Richie's bikes, fucking. Beautiful, bro. My shit's. I'm putting it together, baby. Which I, <sighs> that's what I love, and that was the whole thing about me. Like I, I, I can't buy something from somebody else and ride somebody else's shit, and I can't have somebody else just build it and then I get to see it when it's done. Yeah. Fuck that. I wanted to put it, piece it together. That's you know? badass. And because, that, because I, I, I want it to be mine, yeah. homie. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like a little kid now. Like bro. every like, piece is a piece of you. Yeah, yeah. that's the way I seen yeah. it. Like I always wanted to be like a lowrider, but nobody yeah. ever taught me. I didn't have family that were lowriders and shit. You know what I mean? I was a gangster. I was in fucking in and out of prison. So I always wanted to get a lowrider, but I was like, I don't want to fucking buy a lowrider. I don't even know how to fucking put anything on that yeah, motherfucker. Man. I don't know how to fix anything on a car. So right now, I do. When I bought the bike, I was like, I bought it from a great brother. Fucking. Uh, and he had an accident, homie, and he's got a beautiful, it's a beautiful soft tail, homeboy. It's a fucking Springer, bro. I love it, It's beautiful. It, I saw, I saw hey, the picture you sent me. Bro, I love it, dog. And man, slowly but surely, and I get to put this together. And I've met beautiful brothers on the way. And man, the biker community, homeboy, it's a beautiful community, dog. There's some, those are some solid fucking people, man. Beautiful people, man. I, I've, I've, you know, right, I wrote a, sh a biker show, a comedy uh, that we've been pitching for a while. And before before even Mayans, you know, came into the picture, and just being around the the biker community, so family like man, they really really love family, and that's one thing that um, Mayans got right. Yeah, is that we are fucking familia, bro. And I know it sounds cheesy for everybody out there that did, you know that they're like, oh, they just say like, no, 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 you guys, we are fucking family. We argue, we 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 talk shit to each other, but if anybody else says something or goes after one of them, we're there to fucking back our, our brothers play, and we have been, and 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 I think off screen and 
on screen on the show. True that. So if anybody has any kind of um, beef, beef, yeah, fuck you guys. No, <laughs> no, but that's what they should look at though. That's a they big should. thing because family. That's what I was saying. Like just the just the intimacy. Like there's gonna be brothers that are listening right now. Sisters, the gangsters, they're strung out. You still have a mom. You still had a dad, yeah. or you got a grandma, or you got a foster parent. Or maybe you're on your own, but you got homies, you know what I mean, that you consider family because, you you know what I'm saying, you don't come from a great family, you're dysfunctional. Yeah. You have somebody in your life, whether it's, you know, your boy, your girl, that you consider family. That's what you're going to find in mine, bro. Like you said, yeah. it's fucking familia, bro, and it's beautiful, dog. Like, and that's what brings it out. And yeah, this family does some crazy shit. Okay? Yeah. That's, that's, you know what I mean? That's about yeah, sh- it. Shout out to El Padrino. Big uh, shout out, Emilio. Uh, Emilio, my 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 BFF, and he gets embarrassed when I say that. He does <laughs> because I, you know, we don't. Emilio and I have a playful relationship. Man, I used to sit in a prison cell. Man, I remember watching Con Air and saying, uh, I, oh, "No, I remember. I, I was crazy. like, I'm, I can do that. I, I'm gonna do that when I get out." I I remember. Good. No, no, no. That, that that and to now fucking know Emilio. Oh yeah, and I've seen Emilio on plenty of the shit. But yeah. That one shows when I was in the joint, I was just like, dude, I can't wait to fucking see that shit. You That's know what I'm crazy. saying? Like, I can't, I can't wait to be that. You know what I'm saying? When I get out, and I now didn't, I didn't think it would be like this, homie. No, dude. I mean, and, but and, damn. And, not, and shout out to to our president, um, Michael Irby, for just giving us fucking, just pumping the fuck out of our our hearts before every scene. Every before, every fucking even after. Yeah, yeah. Before we get in the cars, bro. Michael Irby, yeah. he's just, he's the life, bro. Fucking that dude was pumped he's, always, he's got the little man's disease, bro. He's the littlest motherfucker oh there. But he's the, he's that, that scrappy that dude, homie. That, that scrappy dude, bro. You know what I mean? That scrappy, <laughs> that scrappy dude. dude hey, he will fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is... Same hair, brap. Same hair, dude. He hits the fucking hair. Hey, bro, that's... Hey, that dude Michael is, is... Man, love, beautiful spirit, bro. Been around the world. Loves his fucking family, bro, which is even, yeah. It's so it's so fucking just it's just hell of a golfer too, by the way. I'm yeah, a fucker. Took me golfing for the first time, bro. Yeah. Took me to the driving range for the first time too, bro. Oh, he's he's. I just barely picked that shit up, bro. That little motherfucker. I've never been golfing. Fucking hit hard, bro. Yeah, bro. He 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 built my confidence. Everything, bro. Now yeah. I, I can walk nine, walk eighteen. Like let's go. You know what I'm saying? I'm still learning the most. I'm still learning the, learning the clubs and shit, but give me one club, I'll hit that motherfucker all the way through 18 holes, homeboy. Oh right. You know how to do the Irby laugh? No, 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 no. What, no. Was, it, what was the Irby laugh? <laughs> like, it <was> like, a, <laughs> like, it was just like a little, he was like a quagmire, bro, for fucking family guy. Minus, wait, now nah, he's, he's a maniac song. Minus the maniac stuff. Dude, he was, he's, I think one of my, one of my favorite, uh, Characters on the show was Bishop. I mean, and and he, even uh, to see him as on the show Barry as Crystal Ball. Oh my he's god! Well. So I'm, I, he's going to be your next guest. We're actually going to have Danny. We're going to have Danny um, come up next. Danny Pino. Danny, um, Danny, Danny. I love fucking Danny. Bro. Which is he's also he fucking kills it this season. As everybody fucking kills it this season, man. Uh, that th- meeting Danny and the, when we did the first, um, because there was a there was a there was another Galindo. Yeah. The first Galindo was um, fucking George Lopez's fucking dad, homeboy, from the show, from the George Lopez oh, show. Oh, what's his name? I yeah, yeah I know, know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, And I remember when I seen him, I was like, how the fuck is this dude going to play this killer? 
yeah. I, I, every time I seen him, I just laugh. His name was Emilio too. Bro, he fucking killed it though. Yeah. Like he fucking actually, I believed he was fucking Miguel Galindo. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it was crazy. It was crazy. But anyways, um, Danny, what Danny, I fell in love with Danny as an actor when he was on fucking S for you. Because when he took over Stabler's spot, bro. Yeah. I remember right saying, I was like, fuck, no, ain't nobody going to take over Stabler's spot. Like, who the fuck? Oh, this fool's Latino too. All right, come on, fool. You know what I'm saying? Let me see. Yeah. His first fucking episode, bro. I forgot about Stabler, bro. The w- very fucking first episode. Invested I about, right away. Right a yeah. fucking away, bro. I, and I had to tell him that was the first conversation we were shooting. Uh, we were shooting the seamstress scenes uh, when we, we were doing the the dope in the fucking uh, in the in we, when you watch first, uh, yeah, yeah, season, first one, season one and and it was sh- we, the heroines in the fucking dresses before I get, when I get shot when that that shot, episode. Yeah. Well, we were eating dinner, and I fucking, I was staring at him, and I was like, fuck that. Homeboy. I, I, we chopped it up, and I was like, hey. You marked out? I was like, bro, I got to let you know this, bro. bro. I was like, I'm a fucking diehard ass for you, dude. I fucking love Stabry. And when you came on, I was like, get the fuck out of here. And then your first episode, bro, I was like, who the fuck, Stabler? Like, that shit yeah. was dope, bro. And that's when I knew, I like, I fell in love with Danny Pino as an actor. I said, wow, yeah. this dude's got something that I want to fucking learn from. Yeah, when he hit, yeah. I just, I was like, I need that backstory. Like, why is he, like, the way he is, like, right off the first episode, like, from, I think it was season yeah. 11. Like I forget I, what season it was, yeah. but, yeah, no, dude, he came in fucking red hot, homie, raw, raw. And it doesn't help, I mean, it helps that he's a good-looking dude. Like, when you see Danny Pino in person, you're like, this dude cannot get any good-looking. And then you see him in person, you're like, wow. You, just look, at, you, look, at him, you look at him, you're just like, it's just not fair. Bro, it's, yeah, I look it's at him like, like it's not, bro. His hair, bro. His hair is his fucking hair, his hair bro, looks He doesn't great, have to bro. go to hair and makeup, bro. He just goes like that to, to scenes. Bro, just I wake, tried it. I tried just to get creeper. Like hey, yeah. I tried it, bro. I grow hair. My hair, man, I tried to get it. Fucking I, Elgin came in with the fade, you know. Elgin was like, nah, bro. Creeper's, <laughs> creeper, creeper's bald, homie. And I was like, come on, dog. Let me have fucking hair. I want to fucking, I, I can grow my beard out the side. He was like, nah, bro. Creeper's balls on me. And I was just like, fuck, dog. You know what? You know what kind of heat I get fucking when we're not filming, fool? Bro, you know what I'm saying? Motherfucking stick. I'm fucking some cholo and shit, uh, dog. And I don't even, like, I don't even fucking act like that, that shit no that, more, dog. For me, that's the real feels in life. Like, I'll try to grow my hair out and, like, comb it because I, I have all my hair still. But then I'm just like, and then I, I'll buzz it off, and I'm like, not oh, much better. When it gets hot, I yeah. buzz it off, right? But I love to keep it faded, homie. Like I w- and I'll grow my hair. I wanted to grow it long. I was like, I wanted, before Coco did his yeah. shit, I, that's how I wanted to do it. Man, I grew it. I was growing it for fucking season two. Oh, <laughs> man. Elgin was like, hell no. Nah. Fool was like, creepers t- bald. But I was like, fuck that. You know how fucking, how much fools be mad dogging me and shit. And I'm smiling at him like, what's up? But I'm fucking skin bald, homeboy, <laughs> with a fucking goatee tatted up with muscles. These motherfuckers are like, nah, that fool's from, where you from, fool? And I'm just like, dog. fuck, homie. You know but what I'm saying? But not only that, I mean, you take forever in hair, bro. Hey, makeup. bro, bro. I'm not even gonna do. Like, I'm not even gonna say why, bro. Like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. But I was like, I, whenever I would go to hair and makeup, I would always go extra time on the hair for you, bro. Yeah, well, because they had to spray it on me, bro. <laughs> they gotta fucking <laughs> spray my hair on. I have no hair. They have to spray it, cut it, spray it more, airbrush that motherfucker. And I look across to me, and there's this guy, fucking. Like, same thing. He's there. They're shaving him. And they shave him, like, for hours, bro. They fucking shave him for, like, the thing is, 45 is, minutes. Faja, I, I, I'm not going to put people. No, everybody's great, right? But Arlene, bro, had it down pat. She'd have me in and out 20, 25 minutes, bro. Usually, I, and I skin my shit. It's easier for me to do it. Like, 
but that takes their job away from them. Yeah. So they would ask me, no, just let us get this. We'll get this stuff. And I was like, cool. Arlene had it down. I mean, down to a science. Bam, I walk in. I'm out of there 20 minutes later. Well, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunate <laughs> things happen. She had to move on. And somebody else came in and had no fucking idea on how to shave a, a man's head. And I was mm-hmm. just like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be dis- I'm not going to be disrespectful because... I'm, I'm just I'm humble you know what I mean like but I'm sitting there like my my head's getting gashed and cut and I'm just like fuck dog you know what I mean like I'm just gonna start shaving to where like the last two episodes I just started shaving my head oh, yeah, I was like fuck it I do I do it in the shower anyways you know what I'm saying it was just I do it once every maybe two days yeah when I'm on set I gotta do it every fucking morning yeah cause they gotta make it look like impeccable I mean you can't look get that five o'clock shadow on the head you no know? and that's the thing bro if if they don't if I let it go from the next day it's gonna be like Different. the continuity is gonna be fucked up yeah you know what I'm saying so that was the thing with being bald head you can you can blend in a fade yeah. You can hide the yeah. fucking like the the day growth. You can't hide it on a skin ball. Yeah, head. yeah, yeah. With me, bro, they just fucking spray painted my head and sauce. The only thing I had one time is that they put too much. They they, they uh, you had they the, didn't fade you the, had the Giuliani going, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, I was sweating fucking powder at one point. It was so hot the one day. <laughs> fucking, I'm all sweating like, hey, bro, and I forgot that I had. You know, sometimes you're so into the character, you forget. You you're you're fake. Your hair's fake. Yeah. yeah. I'm fucking brushing. There's one there's one scene where I take uh, I'm, <laughs> it was in the, in the heat. It was so hot, and I, I feel like I don't know what. But before we go into the vans where they go back to our trailer, we have to put on these face masks. Yeah. You know we can't. We have to put a. You have to put on your mask. You always wear your mask. The shield. Yeah. But you have to put your, your shield, shield on, and the yeah. shield has that that elastic that goes around your forehead. Yeah. So when I fucking got off, like I just went. To go get something that I left in my trailer, I came back. I took the little, the little, the little shuttle again. Had to put the, the face shield. When I got off, I noticed that there was the smudge of the of the airbrush went to my forehead, bro. <laughs> so I had like a forehead fucking, and it was hard because I mean that shit's really good on there. Yeah. So they had to come makeup. They had to fucking fix it up. I mean, you you forget your your, and then I would I would when we were done shooting, I would go home with the makeup on. You know, and and the hair like we had an early date, and I would want to go out places on purpose because I'm like I had a full head of hair, and fucking makeup on. <laughs> Imagine running your fingers through, it and then it just like comes all off. I on know, your head, bro. bro. Like I looked amazing. I'm like I'm gonna go. I would go one time. I I got wrapped like at noon because it was a quick scene just for like one line. I'm like I have the whole day to go walk around and look amazing. Fuck yeah! You hit that sushi bar like with full head of hair and everything. Full head bro. of hair, bro. Our I makeup. Look, our makeup oh. department's fucking. Awesome, bro. They, they, Mariana and fucking Christine. Fuck, bro. Yeah, and my best friend, Mrs. Hooker. Mrs. Hooker, holy shit. I remember she was like, Hooker, and I was like, I didn't know what to say. I was like, nah, yeah. I, I, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna indulge in this conversation yeah. because I ain't, you ain't fucking sticking me with no fuck. She was, I'm a clown. I'll she was being yeah. funny with me and she called herself like, yeah, I have come from a long line of hookers. <laughs> the same thing she told me, bro. And, and I, I was, was just like, like, you want to start this conversation with yeah, us? Yeah, like, it's yeah. like when you meet that one guy and it's like, you're like, oh, Richard, I'll just call me Dick. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> like oh, okay. All right, okay. fucking Dick. Okay, Pito. <laughs> Change it up on him. Bro, it's been a pleasure having you on our podcast. You know, you're a brother of mine. You're always going to be part of my my. I'm always going to be part of your fraternity. You know, I mean, no, I'm I'm of yours, bro. Bro, Thank look, you. look behind you. You have it's it's you know we have a flag in here that says Mayans MC Southern Cali, Fuck and yeah. it's not. And you know, one thing is to be a Mayan because a lot of people are a lot of people have been Mayans on the show. You know, but I'm wearing a Santo Padre patch. Yep, that makes me 
a brother, brother. Yeah, you're a brother, brother. Like you, you know, you uh, you ain't the stepchild, homie. You, I'm you know not what I'm saying you're not I'm the not half brother. Not that the half brother and the stepchild are bad. They're but still brothers. You know, even though you know, <clears throat> as you can see in the show, we're at war with some of the brothers. Yeah. But I'm not Northern Cali, which we love, Emilio. I'm not Tucson. I'm not everywhere else. I am Santo fucking padre, and I'm fucking proud of it. I'm honored by it. And even when I say it, my dick gets hard. Fuck yeah. Bing. That's right. Fucking there Bing. you go. Take that. Hefty. I'm facing Hefty the whole time. I know, right? <laughs> there you go, bro. She's like, I'm telling you, bro. We're going to probe you later to find out if you have any alien fucking implants. Man, he's still thinking about that cooler. Oh, I'm, I'm just still, like, bro. Look at him. He's, he's fucking gorgeous. So go out to the. Gorgeous. So, gorgeous. So the, the 25th. Of, of April, we're all going to be hanging out yeah, at the Ha Ha Comedy Club in North Hollywood. Get your tickets now. Just look for the Momo Rodriguez. It's actually named it What the Fuck Steve Live. I've seen that shit. Mm-hmm. The W2F. The WTF. Bro. It was like, fuck it. 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock show. That's right. Come down. We'll have a good time. And then we're gonna, you guys can have a chance to see. I'm gonna, I still call him Creeper. Come see Creeper. And he's going to be right there with me. And we're going to throw him up on stage. Maybe he'll say a couple words. Yeah. Always, homie, always. Maybe we'll give always. out some of these hot sauces. Maybe we'll give some hot that sauces. Was, hey, out. One hot, of them this hot sauce is fucking fire, bro. Autographed by by um by Creeper. By the cast, bro. Morale. By the creep. Yeah, bro. <laughs> First two rolls will get wet, ladies. So we'll see you all there. Oh, God. Paranormal Activity Podcast. By the way, where can we find you, man? What's what's your Oh man, Joseph Raymond Lucero, man, Instagram, bro. Hit me up, man. I got a new uh new song coming out. Well, actually the new song is yes. out, but the, the video is dropping, man. Boy, When's the video mess. dropping? I'm gonna drop it Friday, bro. This Friday. Okay, well, this is going to go out soon. And you have to, you know, please, once, if you hear this podcast and you and you hear his music, please share it. Let's uh, let's make this uh, video viral. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be dope. It's it's true life. None of that shit that I'm, I'm, I'm watching other people and writing down this. It's my true life, man. It's uh, it's just like writing writing a script, bro, but I'm just writing it to a beat. That's you know beautiful. I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, Paragord of the Podcast, we will be back with more from me, from our message. What, what, what are we going to do? From our sponsor, from, from our sponsor, incest candles. Incest candles, bro. It's incense, <laughs> not incense. It's a long joke we had. <laughs> we, you know, what people say is that incense, but they say incest. Incest. Yeah. Yeah. Like you ever buy an incest candle? I'm like, no. Like it smells like culo. Paragordo activity. Eric. Eric Gordo. Momo Rodriguez. Eric. Eric. Don Hefty in the house.